Hey, listener, I am so excited you press play on this episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast because it's our three-year anniversary! <laughs> Thanks for stopping by the celebration. In your goodie bag, we're giving you a full spoiler review of season two of Marvel's Jessica Jones on Netflix. Plus, Phil Coulson returning to the MCU on the big screen. What is going on with the X-Men movies over at Fox Studios? And we talk about what it's been like podcasting for three years. What's changed since 2015? And what you, the listener, mean to us. Jock and Nerd! All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, March 29th, 2018! Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy fans out there. Let's give it up. Jockin', we heard it. Be funny, disturb it. Yo, what's up, fam? Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd! This is year four of us delivering comic book and superhero TV and movie news reviews and whatever we choose. Welcome to year four. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. Oh, well, look who decided to show up. Well, well, well. Bro, do you even podcast? I guess he does now. All it's of a, a sudden. special occasion. <laughs> it's my it's our birthday. <laughs> it is our birthday. Glad you can make it. He's the jock. And that asshole's the nerd. Yes, thank you. I am the nerd. And right over there in the corner, you can probably smell him from where you're sitting, listener. It's everyone's favorite felty American, Rugberto Bambino. But his friends call him Rug Boy. Good earth to your rugs. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary! <laughs> How's it going? It is, uh, yeah, this is, uh, we're entering year four. We postponed our three-year anniversary show because Anthony was missing. Uh, it was kind of like rugs. It was like you and I were sitting there. I made dinner. The table was set. I lit some candles. Uh, it was a very nice place setting. Three seats. And we just sat there and waited and waited. And nothing happened. Well, you touch me under the table. <laughs> I'm always down for a good party, so that's why. So, I'm here. look, let's catch up real quick, Anthony. How was your trip in uh, the Phoenix? In the Phoenix? Yeah. Inside the Phoenix? Inside the Phoenix. Uh, yes. It was nice. Uh, Phoenix. I went to Scottsdale specifically. So. Oh, Scottsdale. Nice warm weather. A little warmer than Chicago. It was a nice wedding. So, uh, had some fun. Right on. Now, right. did you get white boy wasted? <laughs> I wouldn't say I got white boy wasted. The thing when I go out on trips is I'm I'm paranoid about getting white boy wasted because my body, if I'm home, I know to just get home. Like I I know how to get home, but when right. I'm out somewhere else, you get in a foreign land, yeah, a I'm a little. I don't trust my body to get. You don't me home. like just fucking fly by the seat of your pants wherever you end up. Who fuck you'll you'll find a way. I used to have the philosophy of parachuting, where wherever I land is where I land. Yeah, that but, gets old after you know, a while. But now I'm old. Yeah. I'm older. You yeah, you're old. dirty. Yeah, yeah. So dirty, like when 30. you're thirty, you can't you can't be that irresponsible anymore. So I didn't get white boys. White boy wasted. Scottsdale is great though. <laughs> very Scotts, nice. Very Scotts fun. Dale. Did uh, anybody touch your spaghetti? Somebody touch my spaghetti. 
<laughs> Did you bring spaghetti with you? <laughs> I had a good time. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's a good answer. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, check out the show notes for this episode. Jockanerd.com slash 214 because you're going to find links to everything. Everything we talk about. Links to all the ways you can subscribe to the show. You never miss a show. Uh, and for this show, here's what we're going to do, guys. This is what I thought since Anthony missed last episode. I thought we could replay last week's episode and then we'll comment on it. And then next week, we'll play that episode and comment on our commentary. What do you think? Does that that's sound like too a, meta? Does that what? the content makes it? Does, it, does your head hurt now? Oh, I'm kidding. We're not going to do that. <laughs> You've just confused everyone and I award you no points. I award you no points. And may God have mercy on your soul. Uh, no, we this episode, we're going to finally review the second season of Marvel's Jessica Jones on Netflix. Then I got a couple of news stories I want to get your guys' opinions on. So it's not a full review, or it is a review, but it's, it's a full review. Show. Yeah, yeah. This show is more than just the review. Yes, we got a little bit of everything. We're going to have news reviews and whatever we choose. And the whatever we choose part is us castrating about Three years of podcasting. Yeah, strap yourselves in, Strap assholes. yourselves in. So look, if you... So <laughs> by the end of this, I guarantee I will be ornery and like not wanting to be here anymore. Oh, boy. I'm getting drunk, so it doesn't really matter. Why not? And look, it's listener... It's a party for me. Listener, this is going to be a spoiler review. So if you don't... If you haven't seen Jessica Jones, check the show notes. Because I put time code in there, motherfuckers. I put... I do all the detailed work. You can just jump past the review and listen to our news and our castration session. This is what I want to happen. Yeah. During this, and I'm, I'm planning on getting drunk on multiple podcasts. Right on. So uh, I would like uh, the the listeners to <laughs> on the on the nation to send in the time code of when they think I'm officially drunk. <laughs> All right. If we can figure out the moment where I'm fucking shit faced, yes. Then we'll see. We'll see the, what multiple people say. We can go back and uh, you know f- zoom in on those, listen to it, and see if they're accurate. Like. That would be you great. Drunk? What was the moment? Rugs yes. Gets shitty. Before we get to all Jessica Jones, you guys, I really look forward to Mondays now. You like Mondays? Nobody likes Mondays. Why? What are you, Garfield? I, I love Mondays now because that is when new episodes of Marvel's first audio drama podcast, oh. Wolverine, The Long Night, nerd. are released. They are four episodes in and the show is a great slow burn. You know, Wolverine's presence is felt in stories and every episode there's there's more of him. And I feel like by the end of it, he's it's going to be he's going to be at the forefront. And if you want to check out Wolverine, the long night, you are in luck. We have a free month of Stitcher premium just for you. Listener, nerd. just visit Stitcher.com slash premium. Use the promo code nerd. You're going to get a free month of Stitcher premium. And that's the only place you can hear this podcast. It's very good. Everyone should do it. And you can listen to the other shit while you have the free pass. Yes, they have actually a lot of great comedy albums on there and uh, a lot of uh, uh, unique shows. And there's an after show to the Wolverine show, which is also really good because they interview a lot of the, the talent, the writers and the voice actors. And you get a lot of insight on the show. It's, 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 and Stitcher's nice. It's a, the app is a really nice interface. I was pretty impressed. I'm loving it. It's very good. Yes. Stitcher.com slash premium promo code nerd. Do it now. Here's another great thing that happened. Uh, before we get to Jessica Jones, I love when listeners uh, request audio clips and drops for us to add to our lovely soundboard. Wowie zowie! Just like that. And when you come and tell me exactly where to pull it out, I love that the most. <laughs> I love telling people when to pull it out. 
You tell me where to pull it out, when to pull it out. Get your hand out my slack hole. I will do it all over your face and chest. But check this out. Listener and patron John Seifert, who I have an audio clip from him at the end of the show. Also, he wrote in requesting a clip. Here's what he said. Something that happened that I found really funny during one of the shows that I wanted to point out. Go back and listen to episode 202 when you had John Bellotti on. At one hour, 35 minutes and 40 seconds, you talk about what's upcoming for 2018 and say Black Panther directed by Ryan Kugel. And then at <laughs> one hour, 35, 50, just listen to Anthony's and John's reply. Here it is. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> he continues. Well, that's a, that's now I know they're both pretty low key laid back dudes, but I laugh so hard. Because if I've ever heard a less enthusiastic, I'm pumped, yeah, me too, out of two motherfuckers who couldn't sound less pumped about something, <laughs> I can't remember. Full disclosure, there's no Godzilla in Black Panther, so Blotty would not be pumped about that for real. And I wasn't getting laid watching Black Panther. So oh, that's a good point. It was, too, it was too serious. <laughs> <laughs> so now we got that. It's a good addition to the oh shit. Uh, instead of using, oh, shit, I just go. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. <laughs> wow, you guys sound so excited. Sounds That's so great. That great. That's funny that a, a listener isolated that audio for, or found yes. that audio and I told us to isolate if it. If any listener wants to add, contribute to the clips. I'm pumped. Just give me the time code. John Seifert's also the one who gave us the uh, news reviews and whatever we choose modification of our tagline, John. Wow. He is, he is a great listener. And I also got a second clip. It needs no introduction. Here it is. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> that bacon is so serious, boy. Uh, if you're into internet memes, you may know the damn, damn, damn cheeseburger review. Oh, guy. that's a classic. <laughs> All right. Those are added. Let's see where I can fit them in. Let's get to the review, fellas. The Jock, Jock and Ned Podcast. So, listener, like I said, if you want a sound clip, just contact us. Send us the info where to find it. Visit our website, jockandnerd.com slash contact. You'll find our Twitter page, Facebook page, Speak Pipe. We have an audio clip uh, to play for you today. And our Facebook group, Jock and Nerd Nation, that continues to grow every week. And, fellas, it's gotten to the point where, like, so many new people are added and are joining that. I'm not going to read the names this week. I have a separate idea. Let's see. Let's see if this works. Follow me here. We got a Facebook leaderboard, Facebook group leaderboard, top contributors in the last 28 days. How do you track this, Imran? This is all tracked by the Facebook group page insights on Facebook. Oh, so, so this is legit. So it's data. legit. It's legit. Okay. It is legit data. As of today, I'm going to give you the top five. Number five, Lake Braden. Number four, Adam Morris, PhD, science guy to the Jock and Nerd podcast. Whoa. Number three, Jason Dutch Mumert uh, from Voice from the Underground podcast. Nice. Number two, top contributor Michael Cherkowski from the VampireRobots.com. Really? Number one contributor to the Jock and Nerd Nation Facebook group. Group. Grope. No, grope. No surprise here. Jess Rivera. Oh, shit. Yeah, that dude's clocking in hours. That man knows how to uh, engage a Facebook group. He is all over the place. Good for him. Now, if anybody wants their name in the leaderboard, you know what you got to do. Just start posting shit. Start contributing. Yeah, but if you start spamming with stupid shit, I'm going to block you. So don't yeah, do that. Yeah. So and that's all that's going to hurt everyone's <laughs> rating. So it's got to be honest, legit stuff. And listen, everyone in the group, you guys have been uh, doing real well. Uh, posted awesome stuff. I love seeing Imran our listeners. Is a proud father. I'm such group. a proud father. 
And I found out apparently some of the listeners miss Anthony, maybe. Oh, shit. <laughs> when they've noticed, Anthony, that maybe you're like on every other show lately. I don't even. First off, what's your response to this, Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been missing that. I don't. Comment? I can't think of the last show I've missed prior to this one. All right. Well, I don't know why people like Ray but, O'Neill. But, but, yeah. The people that do miss me, and I'm we're gonna get into these comments. Yeah. I uh, I don't know if you actually miss me or if you want me gone. Either way, go get a fucking life, and and worry about something else. All right. It it kind of feels like someone wants to like. No, I'm just in kidding. And, I don't care. Your it, place. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> I just think that any end to have some kind of something to to dig on, like the, yeah. they'll take it. You know. Yeah, no, no, that, actually, I actually really appreciate the and fucking. That's what, uh, that's what we love. It's any funny, opening funny to thing. get fucked with. You're, we look. We can funny dish stuff it. that people are putting up on we there. Dish it, we could take it. It's hilarious. So Ray O'Neill started. I think I've laughed at every one of these. Yes, actually. Ray O'Neill starts a thread. So has anyone taken a tally of who's been on more episodes? The Jock or Rug Boy? Oh shit! Uh, Glenn Smith says my guess is Rug Boy. Jock seems to always have better things to do. LMAO. Right off the bat, I came in on episode 13. So, like, I'm right. 13 behind. So, I, Anthony would have to be MIA 13 times. You have to miss yeah. like 50 episodes. John Bellotti Jr. said Jock is getting laid as we speak. Uh, and then, <laughs> which is probably true. Which is probably true. David Belofsky, it's hard for me to tell them apart sometimes. Best way to remember is that Rugboy has someone's hand inside him. And the jock usually has his parts inside. That's a pretty fucking else. astute observation. Yeah, that's, well, a good observation. David, that's very, very good. That's why Rug Boy speaks in the tone he is speaking in, and I am so relaxed. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's, that's why Anthony's always just Whoa. like. Whoa! Uh, that's what your voice would sound like if someone's hand was like tickling your asshole, right? Woo! Wow! Well, <laughs> hello! Now, apparently, Yow. this is how you would sound like if you just got laid. Yeah. <laughs> very astute. Hey, yeah. baby, how's it going? Uh, and then Blake Braden, completely separate thread, like had the same thoughts because he posts a picture of a uh, milk carton with Dr. Dre missing Dr. Dre on the side. And the comment is, is it too soon to start putting the jock on milk cartons? <laughs> like if you would have, if you would have actually put Anthony on a milk carton, you would have won the internet. Yeah, I may have Blake, to Photoshop. That. You, this you was needed, lazy. You, you need. Yeah, that was a little lazy. You got to you got to throw my face. Blake, you were you, you were so close, Blake. And then, you, and then you just got to put the jock and her number on there, and it would have been easy. You were a quick Photoshop uh, away from uh, make it, but uh, I, I gave him points. I was yeah, like, yeah, Blake, you get points. I, I award him a silver medal. Uh, right there. Uh, and then Seth Morgan does have, the, I got to read this comment. He goes, ouch. Well, he's obviously got more of an active social life than the rest of us put together. So it's hard to hate the guy for getting a little stinky on his hang down now and then. Am I right? Yes, he's right. I never <laughs> heard of that. Stanky on his hang down. I'm getting stanky on the hang down, yo. That, that's good too. I'm wow. pumped. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty pumped. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta throw a special shout out, and you're not necessarily someone that missed me. Yeah, but uh, it looked like David Zika was in Arizona or Phoenix. Oh yes, that Phoenix was also hilarious. Yes, and he mentioned on, in the page that he had thought he saw me, and then he was like, he realized it was just a cactus. It's he a has just a picture of a cactus. cactus. <laughs> Very, I thought very, that was well pretty, very clever well, as well. They're both bricks. <laughs> oh, well done, Zika, with a, a assist from Rug Boy. I love it. I didn't uh, know we had a show last week, guys. I really didn't. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we had a show. This shit comes out no matter wait, who we, shows wait, up. We, we do this weekly. I didn't know that for th the last three years now. Oh Anthony. shit! Is that yeah. what we've been doing? Yes. Let's get this. Is recorded. <laughs> I'll start at the beginning. 
My whole family was killed in a car accident. Someone did horrific experiments on me. I was abducted, raped, and forced to kill someone. And I'm in here, bouncing a goddamn ball! So, how was anger management? Still angry. All right. Let's get into the Jessica Jones. Of course, I gotta issue this. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. We will be discussing season two of Marvel's Jessica Jones on Netflix. A very different season than the first season, which we all loved. It was a strong season one focus. We had a, a main bad guy type psychological thriller. I didn't do instant reaction to this. I'm sorry. This one, I didn't either. We oh, don't okay. do them for the Netflix shows on the Patreon. We probably oh, could have. We should have. We did actually on the Patreon. Rugs and I discussed uh, Jessica Jones a little oh, bit good. when we finished. But I'm actually glad I waited to review it because my thoughts have changed on this show given time to sink in. Because uh, it's it's a different it's a different kind of Jessica Jones. So let's do what we do. Opening thoughts. What worked? What didn't work? Uh, Anthony, lead it off since you're here. Let's have you do some work. Uh, this <laughs> is it initial thoughts or we're just we're just gonna go uh, right into what we're just do initial thought and initial then we'll just thoughts, go right in. I wanna know how long it took you to get through this series. Mm. I wanna know if you notice this is also the season that every episode is directed by a different female director. And then give me uh like opening thoughts when the, when it ended. What'd you think? Uh when it ended. I liked it. You know, I I, th- I think it's certainly not as good as, as the first season, um, in my opinion. I think I don't think they could have really done much to get to that first season's level. Yeah. I think that first season with Kilgrave, I mean, he just steals everything. But I think this second season, after really like looking back on it, I don't think it was as tightly, uh, well, you know, well done and as fast moving at some points as the first season. But I think it was a worthy follow up, and I think the the themes that are there, if you if you really look for them, are almost just as strong, and. I think it's it is a worthy follow up. I think it, it had the almost impossible task of following up on that sec- first season, but That's I think true. I think it was entertaining if uh, you go into this and you kind of just have an open mind about it and kind of really analyzed what they're going for, which is uh, the the theme of addiction and drugs. Okay, very good, rugs. Yep, we talked a little bit, uh, you know, on the Patreon initial right after I watched it. Uh, what are your thoughts now? Have they changed at all since you've seen it? And how long no, did it mean, take you to watch it? Uh, it oh, I, didn't, a, I didn't answer that. Yeah, you didn't answer that part. How long did it take you to watch it? I think like a week. Maybe a little over a week. Okay. It, okay. I think I'm about the same, I'm in the yeah. same area. I think I watched like two episodes a night. Yeah. And then one night I just powered through the end because I was really close to the end. Dramatically, it was very strong. And I think that's because of the female directors. But... Then again, the action was weak, so I don't know what that means. Mm. But with that said, I feel like that there's um, overall it was good. I feel like that I can't say it's a, it was bad. Um, I did think that there were some forced character moments, and I felt like it was like especially with Trish, yeah, and uh, the mother just constantly changing her opinion all the time, and then Jessica all constantly changing her her way of dealing with their mother all the time. It was just a little bit like forced. Like it didn't, it, maybe it wasn't 
enough time to breathe in this in in how they decided to make those changes. But overall, if you kind of can get past that forced element, I think that it's very good. Okay, uh, yeah. because it's dramatic and it's compelling, and you want to watch what happens next. And uh, it's you're not watching it from the standpoint of let's see what fucking crazy shit's gonna go down action wise. You just want to see how the story unfolds. Yeah. So I think it's strong in that ma- in in that dramatic way. Yes. Right on. Uh, yeah, I kind of feel the same. It's it it took me a while to adjust to the season because it was so different than the first season where you have you know kind of a one focus and you kind of know where it's going. This one was like every character had like parallel plot lines and they occasionally weave through. But I think the strength of the cast, the performances, and the direction, uh, this remains one of the better series of the Netflix, like, for out of all of them. It's still, you know, head and shoulders above, like, all the Luke Cage. And, absolutely. And, and, yes. And, uh, and Defenders and Iron Fist. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's, up, it's up there, if not. We'll rank it at the end. But I agree with Anthony. I, I like the. I didn't think it was as good as the first season. But, man, the, the drama, the themes, the, the, of the mommy issues, the addiction, the abuse... And the kind of way they split the story for long form storytelling uh, w- worked and didn't work. It still had pacing issues, but yeah, I mean, at the end, I mean, now that I think about it, like after a week, it was pretty strong, very strong. It did take me a week to get through. It it wasn't as bingy. It didn't really compel no. me to watch until the back half. The back half of it is like a whole different show than yeah, the that, front half. That, that's what I was saying. I was kind of like going it, you know, one or two at a time, one at a time, and then there was a certain turning point where like, I think they had revealed the mother. Yes. And then I was like, at first I was taken aback by it and then I was on board with it. And then as soon as I got on board with it, it started to kind of like move really fast. Yeah. The, uh, the difference with this show in terms of like in comparison to the other Marvel shows or like just superhero shows in general, besides the action, which is one of the obvious ones is that there really is no overarching villain. There's so there's nothing driving this plot like yeah. to ahead of in terms of confrontation. Well, there is, but it's like very ham fisted. It's like the idea that Trish Walker has somehow like activated this woman on to start killing people, right? And that you have to take that leap of faith or or that suspension of disbelief to be on with the show. But it, well, so you can get past that, then everything else kind of like starts rolling. Like there's no initial like the, the conflicts that you want to see are there. I mean, there's nothing that's like, I really want to see like in the, in the first season, it's like, I really want to see Jessica get her hands on Kilgrave. Right. Like, that's yeah. what you want. This one. It's like, uh, I want her to get to the doctor. Wait. Oh wait. No, I want her and the mom to be happy. Yeah. Wait, yeah. I want her and the mom to maybe fight. Yeah, what it was what am I doing? Cha- it's always it changing. Cha- it's very challenging. Yeah. It challenged you a lot. It did. You were like, you didn't know what to feel. You didn't know but it was interesting to watch. Yeah, it was. Well, let's talk about what really worked for us. Do you think it's wise? I kind of liked how they ignored the other shows and the heroes, yet, like, powered people were just, like, matter of fact. Like, it was a thing everyone accepted. And I love the wizard. I, I, I was sad that they killed him right away. I think that, that was hilarious. I think the fact that Captain America got a got a shout-out yes. was cool. Yeah. Like, it's like, okay, they're existing in the Marvel Universe. They're openly talking about... Uh, powered beings it it does place it somewhat in context so i think that was a cool move for them the fact that they have like the wizard in there and as an obscure character i, too. I feel like that 
I felt like there's gonna be more than of, I, of that. Yes, I thought so too. What did you guys think of the way that the wizard his effects? I saw a lot of people were like making fun of it, but I actually thought it would like it made me laugh. We're starting it, off with the wizard, it kind of okay. We're maybe not. The wizard. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna That's be right a wizard away. in about five minutes after this beer. All right, I, you know what else I liked? I liked that they set up the plot really quickly right in the beginning, but then the twist midway uh, is, is it's a great payoff. Like the back half of the reveal is a great payoff because in the beginning you think it's IGH killing people. That, that, that were involved in the experiment to clean yeah. house. Right. It's like this government conspiracy yeah. or some kind of like evil conspiracy. And then the irony that IGH just stands for what international garment and holding. And it's some like, I mean, it's a cover company, yeah. but yeah, yeah. but like it's, I always it's, it's pictured more the, the, everything is kind of flipped on its head. So like yeah. Yeah. you have the, the government being this conspiracy, which is a, a very big cliche. Wait, no, it's not. It's actually just <laughs> a doctor trying to cure people. Yeah. Oh, wait, it's an evil doctor. No, actually, it's not. It's just a, not a doctor trying to kill people. Oh, wait, the mom's evil. Wait, no, no, she's really not evil. <laughs> oh, wait, the, the doctor's actually controlling the mother. Actually, she's not. He's no, not. He's, he's actually afraid of her. her. Oh, he's yeah. afraid like, of her. Like, it's all things yeah. that like are cliche, yeah. and it's like, wait, nope, not really. Well, there was a thing where there was like, they would there'd be a problem, and then they'd solve it. And then I'd be like, okay, well, now what the fuck? What's going to happen? And then they'd like another problem, and then like that'll get resolved. And I'm like, okay, now where is it going? Like, what is the yeah, thing? Yeah, I actually felt bad for the doctor in this whole situation. Mollis, right. Carl Mollis, yeah. He had good he gets, intentions. He, called, he, get, he keeps getting, getting called a monster, and I was like, I don't think he's a monster. I yeah, like, and yeah. I don't know how, that's another thing that I had to make a leap of faith of, because, like, I was like, how do I believe that Jessica Jones thinks he's a monster? Like, he imbued her with all this power, and there's really no negative to what Jessica Jones had. Her mother had the side effects. Why was she and so And she didn't pissed? even know about her mother for her, most right. of the time that she had her powers. So I was wondering why she had that strong feeling against Malice. Like, I just got fucking super strength, and no one can fucking hurt me. I'm now more empowered than anyone. Let me just fucking call this guy an asshole. I'll agree. I was going to die. Yeah. Like, it's not even yeah. like he kidnapped her. No, when he, he was saved like, her life. Yeah. And made so her like, stronger. It was, very gray. it was a very gray area, and it was very hard for me to adapt to that whole. The, the only the only part I could see Malice is that his name Malice Carl Malice Carl Malice getting yeah. some blame is that he was kind of co-signing the, uh, the mother the, the, the mother murders. to murder yeah. people. Yeah, I mean he wasn't actively telling her to do it, but he wasn't stopping her either. Well, okay, there's like there's a crime by omission right, right. there. But really, would he been able to stop her? She's a super well, powered. Well, he created being. her, but it's a weird thing because he yeah. created her, so he has responsibility yeah. for that. But he yeah. saved her. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's one of. I mean, it's a, again that it's it's lies in the gray area of okay. Well, but that's kind of great at the same yeah, time. That's good. You, yeah. And I mean, what's interesting about the season is like there's the, none of this is from the comics. I don't think like they are now just making their own path. Well, because Jessica Jones isn't. It's not much. Not, not much comics. It's one of those things that. The things, the decisions that they made are so unconventional. Sometimes it's hard to jump on, right? Because you're like that. That's so unusual. That you know that that twist is so kind of unusual. I don't know if I can get on board with that. Like, does it? There's a scientist that does it. Is not evil. He's really like a nice. That, guy. I mean, I thought I like kind of like that twist. Well, the, the yeah, yeah, the mad scientist <laughs> is like this gentle hippie who just he saved their life. I like learning about the crash and what actually happened. And early on, how she's having the flashes of going back to the the place where she was made, uh, yeah, and, and it's one. I mean, it's he's the gentle scientist, and the guy that stole the stuff from him, Kozlov. Right, he had him killed. Yeah, like he actually is a has a good heart. You know, like he does. He doesn't want this to get out. It's it's very very flipped on its head in terms of what the only expect. thing that I can't get is like why he would be so gung ho to 
to experiment on Trish. Well, she made like, him. She, she, yeah, that, but that was, was her that, story. That, that part there is a little, it seemed a little out of character for the guy. Yeah. I feel like, I, I think he's like, more comfortable or more uh, careful with his. I think that they tried. That's what they did. They, they painted him as this gentle, like, dude who's, like, not really that guilty. Yeah. And then all of a sudden at the end, when Trish, he's, like, all on board to try and paint him as being, like, obsessed with f- making people super. Right. And I, I just didn't buy that. I agree with that. I mean, I think it's the thing where the guy has the formula and he's, he's, he was like, I've perfected it. I still kind of want to try it on someone. I think I can, you know, create. And yeah, the that, that's the way person. they explain it is that yeah. she wanted it, but I just don't see him. Like, he was doing it to save people. Didn't she yeah. have him at Trish gunpoint? didn't, need didn't saving. she force him? I mean, she had a gun to his head. Yeah. But I, I, I'd imagine his character at that point would be like, okay, shoot me. Yeah. That's what I would think too. Like he'd be like, "I'm done with this. This has right. brought nothing but me trying to help people. Has brought nothing but pain to my life. I don't think it's uh, it's going to be any helping you is going to do anything but make me even more miserable." I think that I think that actually makes the story even stronger. If if Trish shoots him, yeah, you can so you can still have the mom being pissed off at Trish for being responsible for killing the husband right. or the guy. It's oh, just right. now, instead of it being the guy lighting himself on fire after experimenting on Trish, he just made an, uh, he made a, a decision on his own to have his life ended because he wasn't going to give in to this urge. Now, what do you think of like the Trish character arc? Like that would, did you accept that right off the bat? Well, let me get into, I, with, I think the overall theme of the show, and then we can get and tackle that. Yeah, yeah okay. I think it has something to do with it. Yes, absolutely. I think, in my opinion, the overall theme, and, and Malcolm says it sometime at some point during the mm-hmm. show to Trish. He goes, We're, "We can't stop. We can't keep using each other to fill the voids in our yeah. life." Yeah, and, yep. and I think the the whole overall theme is that all these people, Jessica, Malcolm, Trish, the mom, um, the Jerry, 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 are all yep. are all users. They're yep. all addicts. They're yep. all they all are. They're all addicted to things, and and instead of confronting what is really bothering them, they just use either drugs or they use other people to solve these problems or mask these problems. So it's it's a cycle where these people are always using one another and never actually getting to the root of what's really causing them issues. So I think for like Trish, she is quite unhappy because in her life. She's been told who she's supposed to be and how, she's what she's supposed to be. She's never had any control, never yep. had any power yep. over her life. And then she meets Jessica, who is super powerful, and she idolizes that. And she thinks this person who is super powerful should be doing more with that power and instead is not doing shit because Jessica's fucked up and so on and so forth. And I can get into all that if you want. But. And Jessica never asked for powers. And, and, and therein, Trish is like, man, if I had these powers, I would do some good. But... I love how this show is so smart about addiction. It is. It's the cycles. It's instead of treating the root cause, they just replace their addictions with something else. You see right. Malcolm. Malcolm's on Tinder, sleeping with anything in a 10 block radius. Yeah, Ma- Malcolm is a, a, an addict too, but he's, he's yeah. sleeping with girls and he's, and he's keeping himself busy, but he's not really addressing the fact that he's a fucking user. Trish getting addicted to nukes inhaler. She used to have a drug problem. Right. Uh, and that's just uh, she's another, addicted to power. She's addicted to power and control. And being a superhero. Yeah. So, like, is the key here is like if you're addicted to something and you're an addict, is the key to try and turn that because you can't turn off an addiction or addictive personality. Is the key to like get addicted to stuff that's positive? Well, that's one way. That's, that's one way one, to get out of it. The one way I think that's the way Malcolm deals with it. 
Sort but, of until the end, sort of, and then but he then gives like in again. Every yeah. every every right. yeah, But yeah, I, I think it's not only finding addiction to something positive, but addressing the fact why the, the yeah the what why and the root of that cause. Why is Jerry Hogarth hiring uh, hookers to have a sex party? That was unexpected. I like well, that. Scene. She just got she's diagnosed yes. with ALS, and she's, she's dying. Part, yes. Well, she's, she's just lived, like fuck it. She's lived a life of of using other people to her own benefit. And then at that point she realizes she's dead at her most vulnerable at she, her most vulnerable. So she, she uses even more. I think that yeah. Jerry is like one of the most calculated beings on the planet. Right. So like to now not be calculated and to just let fucking caution to the wind, it blew up and in her control. face. Right. A lot of the about control about addiction, about uh, mommy. She issues. couldn't control her, her, her disease. Yeah. So it, it spiraled out of, out of, out of control for her. Yeah. Where she was now latching on to irrational things. Yeah. This show is pretty deep. Like, it really is. Like, when we're sitting here talking about yeah, it, we're like, yeah. we're really getting into some deep shit. Yeah. So it really, I mean, maybe there's more to it than we even think. That's the point I brought up, I think, to Imran. Yeah. yeah. Right after. I was like, I think there's a little more here than there you. There is. There definitely is. Because as you were saying things about how Jessica and the mom kept flipping, changing their mind, flipping their things. Think about Jessica's position. I, I actually loved how I kind of grew to love Allison, the mom's character. Alyssa. Alyssa, sorry. A lot. Alias spelled differently. Oh, shit. Look at that. Well, the, I like Oh, wait. I like. So I like how we learned where the alias name came from. Her boyfriend. boyfriend. And then her mom fucking kills her first boyfriend. Um, what'd you think of that flashback uh, episode, by the way, with I want your cray cray? Uh, and seeing them in college. I didn't like that her mom killed her boyfriend. I think it's very like contrived. A little contrived. A little contrived. But um, whatever. Like I- I'm cool with it, I guess. But look, Jessica went. I, from- I read somewhere that yeah. her killing her boyfriend was a nice. It made base. It was basically a foreshadowing for her becoming mentally weak enough for Kilgrave to take over her. Oh, I can buy it put, that. It put her oh. in that state of of mental weakness. Yeah, yeah, I can buy that, but I still think it's contrived. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Look, Janet, I think Janet McTeer, the girl who played Alyssa, she she kills, she nails this role. Like from the piano you smashing, like were, you, were you on board with her? Not in the beginning, but I grew to really. Yeah, like I was, her it was character. rough at first. Yeah, I thought that, she, I thought she was rough around the edges at first. Like the and piano not, not, smashing, you're like, not what as the a character. Fuck? Yeah, I'm saying the acting. I thought oh, it was a little oh, uh, okay. But then I, by the end, I was like, okay, I, I could see what she's going for. You have to kind of get used to her as being that character. Yes. yes. And then once you kind of accept that character, then you can go forward. So um, um, is it correct? Jessica, she, she looks completely different, right? Her face is a different face than Jessica remembers as her mom. Right. She's yeah. not her. That's not her face. But anymore. that's her. So I really love the, the conflict. Jessica goes from like wanting to kill her to being really conflicted. Do I turn her in? Do I help her? And then kind of enjoying that she has a mom to where they're teaming up on a road trip. They save the people from the car crash. I thought it was awesome. And uh, you, you you see how she's kind of trapped and, and she doesn't have a lot of options. She doesn't know what to do. And this is why I think they go back and forth with these decisions. It's very, this season, it's a very gray area. Like there well, isn't a good guy a or a bad guy. For, for real drug life. addiction in your yeah. family. And, yeah. and yeah. you have this, you know, you have that relative that's, and patterns Fuck of abuse up. cycles that yeah, you, yeah, that you but, learn and pass down. Yeah, right. But you have, yeah, exactly. There's that pattern of abuse that gets passed down. But then you like you you see the good moments. Right. Like with Jessica, she sees her mom save someone. She's like, yeah. She's you know what? That's my mom, and she's yeah. redeemable. And then yeah. and you you latch onto those good moments, and you ignore all the the bad stuff that you know this this addict 
her mom being that addict um, is, I know. is imposing. I still think that if you build up a character to be one way and then all of a sudden they're all over the place, it's inconsistent writing. You're talking about uh, Jessica being all yeah, over? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that they they should have built her to be a little bit more like kind of like uh, not knowing what she wants to do. But like, I, Well, that's how I felt how she was. Like she she didn't know what she wanted to do. I feel like that towards the beginning of the first few episodes, like especially before, like even when they revealed that it was her mother, like he, she was like completely different than like two episodes later. Then, and, and that happened in like a split second. Mm. So I just thought it was kind of like a little bit inconsistent or convenient for her to change her mind like that. Um, well, I, I would, I would argue that, She's seen her. That's the first time she's seeing her mother, a yeah, dead mother, yeah. in seventeen years. That's pretty shocking. And, and her, well, like, her her arc is being in the, in the two shows before she jumped out the window with somebody and killed them. You know, right. <laughs> you know what I mean. So it's yeah. like for me, if I was Jessica Jones and being the pessimist that she is, right, I would never think there was anything irredeemable about my mother, even if she saved somebody that that moment. I but you know, it, but it's, it's your mother. mom. It's yeah. your mom at the same time. Like even though she I, looks I think it's different, like the, the analogy for her. like drug, like the 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 you know the the relative that falls off the wagon, and you're like, this person really needs to go to rehab, you know, and, and go away for a while, and then you're like, but it, I don't want to see them go away. Well, that's like, I would expect that from someone who like believes in Jesus or something, but not like Jessica Jones, who's like the most pessimistic person ever. Well, but she but she's pessimistic because she lost her parents. Yeah. I don't think she was that person. At least that's the the vibe I got until that accident happened, and then now that I feel like that, that would only bad. happen in a moment of real weakness. Yeah, and I don't think really that that really was achieved. Well, also, I mean, Jessica's not exactly. I mean, even though she's consistently this sarcastic person, she's not exactly got her shit together either. She's drinking all the time. Right. She's, she's untethered. Yeah. She you know she she doesn't want to get close to anybody. So you think that she's not in control of even her own decisions? I think I think they're all. I think everybody is. Fu- I think everybody is fucked up, and the ending with her yes going to the family is yes. her finally recognizing her issues yes. and and confronting them to end the show. Whereas everyone else is falling off the wagon, she's yes. the one to finally come around. I thought that was a very interesting ending because you would think it would be a bleak, dark ending, and you're right. Everyone else is kind of succumbed or. They, I mean, it's a kind of if you're victories. not looking at it like that, it's kind of a ho hum ending. Like what? But it's like you see the start of a slow, hopeful recovery. Possibly, let's talk about the family, which is the new super. Yes, there's a new super, the super and, and the crazy his crazy mom. There's a lot of crazy moms in this show. If you think about it, all the mom relationships, the theme comes up and up again. Uh, this guy, uh, what was he? Was he kind of like her anchor to to be normal to 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 forgive I herself? That, that he's like. He's not really a knight in shining armor because no. he's no. also like kind of a little bit dirty in his yeah. own way. Like yeah. he's like making fake IDs and shit. Right. And he's in trouble with the cops. And he's trying to lay low and he's trying to just like not be bothered by the cops. He represents something Jessica could have, so which is she like could, a, a relationship or, yeah. or something different. So she's not like seeing him as some kind of like holier than thou person. No. She's seeing him as, okay, they're both kind of fucked up, but like there's a real goodness in him that you could see that's, that's evident. So she's attracted I, to that. I see, I see him as like a halfway house. Like he's ah. not, exact, he's not prison, but he's not the white picket. fence. He's, either. he's recovery, right? He he's, is recovery. Yeah. He's the therapy house. Yes. 
Well, know? he's like but, in the but middle. He can also, but he, he can also enable her to do bad things. But he can also enable her to do good things. Like she'll, she's she's kind of excited by that. Those illustrations done by David Mack, I think the artist. Yes, David absolutely. Mack, yeah, it was a very good, very good illustrations. The painting uh, the was paintings. that creepy? Like I heard I about the people, painting was a little creepy. You know what? I don't think it's that creepy. Like that's uh, what I, look. That's what artists do. Like they wake up early. Like I need a model. I'm just gonna draw her. She's sleeping. What's the problem? I yeah, get, I'm not an artist, so I don't know. I mean, it could be creepy, but I think that, that is it's very touching and yeah, intriguing. That, that's up to debate. I didn't think it was that <laughs> that creepy, but that's funny. <laughs> Uh, what about, okay, let's get into what, what didn't work for us. I still think it's too fucking long Marvel and Netflix. I would agree. You could do this in 10 episodes or less. Do you wish Jessica killed her mom? Yes. The whole time I thought Jessica was going to kill her mom. I was like, she is your responsibility. If to, but Trish killed her mom, but Trish Trish ends up showing up like Punisher so a lot for me, a lot of the issues come from fucking Why would Trish. Trish want to kill her mom. I don't know. That's why I don't get. And she showed up at the like fucking, she knows that's gonna fuck up her relationship with Jessica. The scene before she was in the hospital, she shows up very quickly at the Ferris wheel. Knows where she is. Some exactly. of my friends asked this also, and I and I this was the response I gave them is, I read it as Trish kills her mom because Trish at this point thinks she's the hero in the story. Right. She thinks he's she's, she's the bad that guy. Jessica Jones mom. is so clouded by the fact that it's her mom that she can't see she it. will kill her mom and mm-hmm. jessica will then realize maybe soon after the fact that oh yeah you are right you are the hero like i think no, she's deluded by that the that's, drug and that's the power. a delusional way of thinking it's i don't very delusional how dumb i, I don't know well, she, i think I well, she's also that. an addict yeah she's addicted to i mean she's also fucked up i don't know i feel like that she's very intelligent and she wouldn't know, she would know that but i don't know well, she wants to. She she is intelligent, but she also throughout the show is emphasized as wanting to be a hero. And if you're a hero, then you you see this Heroes lady don't kill people. Well, she's but she saw the last season. She was like Jessica killed Jessica a killed Kilgrave, and now she's this is this right. is necessary. Okay, all right. I think it's one of those situations where where just or uh, Trish overthought it's just, it. it. I have to like force myself to go along with that thing, but yeah. I, I can't. <laughs> I, I mean, it is it is a little bit. It's a little bit of a stretch, but I think Trish basically sees Jessica's mom as another Kilgrave and is like this person right, right, there's yeah. no that this person well, has to be put I down. mean to be honest with her mother really is just a ticking time bomb right yeah yeah and uh she should have been dead a long time right, ago. Jessica and Jessica should have done it yeah. should have been her now look initially when I watched this I had a huge problem with Jerry Hogarth's whole storyline I was like Really? That? that was yes. my favorite part of the Hold whole on. season. Let me finish. I was like, what the fuck? This had nothing to do with anything. She's still dying at the end. She still has ALS. I felt like there was no growth. But when I got to think about it, I did. I like the, the thematic parallels. And she's a great performer. And actually, the more I thought about it, everything in the show that, that bothers me all comes from Trish's storyline and involvement. And I, I hate Trish's storyline more than I hate Hogarth's because... It kind of comes out of nowhere that she wants to be a superhero, that she's all of a sudden jealous. Yeah, I really don't. I, I, yeah. I, I felt like I that feel was, it was organic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was very forced. And then the, so, this is a new thing for this season. It seemed it like is. That. And then at the very end, they give us the thing with the powers. I wish they could have done that earlier. Yeah. And the whole Chen thing was like also like what really the hell confusing. Was that? Yeah. That he, Chang? He dis- he's in the beginning. He disappears and then he just shows up. Shooting he's just at him a in convenient the asshole to, to, to like pepper in throughout the series. Um, Did you think Kilgrave was wasted, or was that wasted? just yeah, enough? 
Yeah, I mean, the they, right time. I think it was one of those things that was conveniently like one episode long. Like if it was happening throughout the series, it would have been I, better. You know what? I think he would have overshadowed the yeah, fucking. That's, I think they didn't everything. want it. I didn't. I don't think so they wanted good. this to be the Kilgrave season. Yeah, it's like her weakest moment, I guess. That Kilgrave kind of like seeps in. back into her mind. God, in that episode, but, you forget how good he is. Like when he shows up, he is so fucking good. But in, 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 in he's that. good because the character is good. The yeah. character is a great idea. Yeah, a guy who could just control anyone, and who knows people. Who knows, like, the darkness of people. Like, that's the great thing about Kilgrave. Uh, Dave Tennant is great, too. But, like, just that character in itself, that power that that imbues you. Like, where you can just sell someone, go fucking kill yourself. And you do it. That's a crazy power. Let's not, we got to talk about, speaking of killing, Jessica murders a guy. Yeah, she kills the prison guard. And then fucking covers it up. That was was in that episode, yeah. It's fucking dark. Yeah, yeah, it is real fucking dark. Hopefully that's not something they they tackle next season. Something that comes up to bite her in the ass. uh, She covers that shit up. I mean, it it was like another one of those things where she accident like you know like it was an accident some, i thought some, the killing it, was me, organic it's, like, it's an or it's uh equivalent to like drinking and driving yeah yeah you know she, she doesn't know how strong she was and he, he freaked you ever, out like, hit a parked car and just drive away uh, uh yeah like that's what jessica baby. jones did basically <laughs> except she threw the well, parked car off the she, roof of the she garage. hit a she hit a parked car oh, with someone shit. in it yeah yeah <laughs> And drove away. And then and she fucked that dude up and then threw him off a roof. Threw him off, off the roof. building. But to be honest, that guy was a monster. He yeah, was he a was little a bit of a monster to her mom. And this was the beginning of her he, like he, taking he care of her mom. He is a monster, but she is also, she Equally. commits murder by accident, but then the, the cover up is the yeah. evil part. Yeah. Well, and that's when Kilgrave is in her head and she's starting to slip. Uh, I love seeing him, but like I just I thought it was weird. Well, for just you the you one brought episode. up Jerry real quick. There's two Yeah, comments. let's get back to Hogarth. Jerry, Jerry's whole thing i think was great too because she's spiraling because of aos and then by the end of it she is back to being jerry hogarth who is a motherfucking conniving evil son of a bitch who uses people but she still has als she's still dying but but, she, but that's not the point the point is she is she has learned that from regardless yeah, she's she's even she, uh, she, uh. like she is one of those people that is so calculated and so in control yeah that when she loses control and just takes a risk yeah. mm-hmm. on this fucking homeless chick and the healer yep. it blows up Bites in her, her vagina ass. like yep. a fucking yep you know cannonball <laughs> yep it, it basically re- it it snaps her back into her senses of wait a minute that's not me yeah i'm I'm Jerry, yeah. I'm Jerry fucking Hogarth yeah. <laughs> like, i can't afford to be fucking even if i'm dying i can't be i can't, can't afford be, to be stupid or desperate yeah yeah i like that too i like I, I came like around on her storyline. I didn't at first. I was like, "What's the point of this I whole think thing?" That she was str- one of the strongest things on the show. But the more I thought about it, the more I did appreciate what they did with her. Like for me, like the weakest part of the show was Trish. I would agree with that. And for yes. me, the strongest part of the show was like Jessica and her mother, possibly like having a mother daughter <laughs> relationship. Um, and then, then Jerry, and then great. Jerry. Yeah. Those are the those are the, Malcolm. I feel like that he got a fair shake in this, and like he end up being yeah. an evil. He ends up being an evil dude at the yeah. end. He yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. He's, he is, he's working guy. for. He's working for. You, Chang. you guys notice he? They're they're like, what kind of work? And she's like, I went and I called you guys, and he was like, he smiles. He's like, we're in. Like, yeah. I'm ready to do some dirty shit. He's willing to do some dirty work, but the whole season, he just wants to keep himself busy. Yeah, otherwise but he, he'll, he'll but he doesn't mind doing like as long as it's he doesn't care. He's already whatever. doing all kinds of nonsense. 
I mean, he's oh. he, he's he's going into gay clubs and yeah, oh yeah, that, people. That was great. <laughs> he's doing the fucking hardcore uh, lawyering. So, what do you think the deal is with Trish? She's gonna be Hellcat. Are they setting her up to be the villain next She's season? That's what I, like, I, I, like, I was like, are they like, setting her up? I thought I thought they were setting her up to be the villain of this show, she, yes, and yes. that she would have powers and fight Jessica at the end. And like, is she a reporter or is she like a fluff news talk show host? Like, what is fluff, she? She was a fluff news talk show host trying to be taken seriously. Oh, I just right. can't get Patsy Walker's character. I just can't. I just don't. I don't get it. She looks um, great in the Cray Cray video. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Damn. I want your cray cray. How bad is that song? <laughs> it was very bad. <laughs> but that was the only lyric, I think. Yeah, I that's all cray cray. they kept singing over and over again. There was no other words. I mean, on paper, her being controlled all her life as a child. Right. Porn, child actress, porn star. Wow. But basically, <laughs> they, I mean, she yeah. was abused by the, her director. Yeah. So I can see like the, the parallel. But I do, right. I do agree right. that she, her character is written in a way that's... Uh, either doesn't like make sense or is not likable. Last season, it, it doesn't it doesn't really compute as much. If you compare the two, I mean, she had more to do this season, but I do I don't like the way. I feel like they they just kind of lit an about face with her. Like, I feel like they wasted Nuke too, like killing him right away in the second episode. Yeah, it's like what the fuck? What, what did you want Nuke? For? I mean. I don't know. He could have been. What, a, what, been, you, what, been what uh, was left for Nuke to do? I don't know. Or maybe I just wanted more powered people. Which they really did. But that's not the show. I mean, it's it's really not. No, it's not. It's not an action show. No, it was an emotional, uh, suspenseful thriller this this season. Yeah, it's about addiction and I mean, I did enjoy it a lot. So it's like I'm thankful that I watched it. I just was. I'm very dubious on certain things (laughs) that happened. Okay, look, let's rank it out of all the Marvel Netflix's series and shows. Who wants to go first? Rank it. Uh, look, I'll go first by saying I think Daredevil's both seasons, both seasons of Jessica Jones, these are the top four seasons of everything they've given us so far. I will go with that. Yeah, of course. Now, <laughs> what order? It's very hard. It's very close. I don't me. know. Like me, the first season of Daredevil, the first season of Jessica Jones are top two for me. Yeah, those are the top yeah. two. And I'll then agree. I would put Jessica Jones and Daredevil, uh, maybe Daredevil 2. Those are hard, know. man. It's very hard, but it's, it's very like close. a toss up between yes. the two of them. Yes. I, I got I would agree like it's a toss up because this one, obviously, like we're having deeper discussion now than we yeah. ever did during Daredevil season two. That's true. But Daredevil season two has fucking burn ball killing. Punisher. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like you have like Daredevil season two has got the Punisher. It's got great action. Yep. It's got like that romance between Electra yep. and it's very cool. But like. Does the so Punisher as, come as a, this? As a theatrical event, I think Daredevil 2 gets the edge yeah. from a dramatic standpoint and like Jessica a complexity Jones. standpoint. Jessica yeah, Jones like edges that. it out. I like Actually, that. you're right. Imran. Punisher's in there, too. Honestly, I can't tell you where it's Punisher at. Punisher is in there somewhere, yeah, and I'm not those sure Those are where. the five best. Yes, they are. Absolutely. And then I, I think one and two is uh, Rug Boys. Right? Run and two, you take them however you want. It's just preference. Right. Daredevil right. one or Jessica yeah. Jones one. Yeah. And then... And then Luke Cage for me would be the next. How one. do you? Why do you think that the quality drops so much after? Like uh, after that? I don't know. I think I think it's the character though. Largely, I don't know. It's like, do you think they swing? They were swinging for the fences of the first thing out, and then they just fucking they just blew their load, and they couldn't figure out how to do it again. Well, I think Luke Cage is kind of a difficult character because he's invincible. 
Right. And they, and they they were like, well, how do we do this? And they had something going for like the first six episodes, but then they were like, well, we need a physical threat to him. So we're like, well, make it his brother. So like that, but like that, that kind of dropped the ball. And then Iron Fist was just, they just we went over that. that but it was, I mean, it was a lot of wrong decisions. Yes. They just did not get <laughs> There's that There's so many things right. you can do to Luke Cage. Just because he's bulletproof, you can lock him up. You could, you could imprison him. Well, I'm you hoping the second season, uh, that's the next thing we're going to get. June 22nd, Luke Cage season two. I hope this uh, increase in quality continues that season because, yes, Jessica Jones season two, the quality went back up. So I was very happy. And, you know, Defenders, maybe you don't need another season of Defenders. I would be okay. It's just so disappointing that Defenders was just right? dog that, shit. That was, yeah. that, that, that was such a bust. It was supposed to be like this great, grandiose thing, and it was just fucking. I think, look, Netflix, you stick to these single Like Jessica single Jones character season series. two yeah. is like 50 times better than I mean, it was, it was the show was still Defenders. very compelling. The themes, the the things that made you and think had, about and Defenders had more action and everything. So, yeah. you know, it doesn't like, solve it. Get, yeah. yeah, it doesn't. It, it does. If your writing sucks, donkey yeah. dick. Yeah. Like that's what happens. Well directed, good stuff. Look, before we take a break, uh, Anthony, you forwarded a review <laughs> for uh, Jessica Jones season two. The title "Lady Bird," but with punching. I love that title, written by none other. And former Birth Movies Death writer, Devin Faraci. Oh, Devin Faraci. Guess who's back, motherfuckers? Devin Faraci's back running a yes. website called Cinema Sangha. The Me Too movement did not destroy him. It really <laughs> goes to show that time heals everything or makes people uh, forget I don't know if it's healing anything. I think it's just nah, he's got his own for, blog. You forget about it. Yeah, he just ponied up the money for you know his what? own blog. I just want you to know, too, or, well, he yeah. wants you to know, yeah. especially that at yeah. the bottom of his blog is Support Rain, which is stands for Rape, Abuse, and Incest National Network. It's the biggest right. anti-sexual violence organization in the U.S. Uh, can I just read uh, what he's been doing here? It says on his about page. I'll put a link to this review in the show notes, listener. It's actually a really good review. It's he wrote good a review. great review. His writing has never been in question. No, the no. writing wasn't the problem. Here's what he says. I'm Devin Faraci, and I was a film critic and pop culture commentator for a decade before I hit bottom in 2016 when a woman accused me of groping her in 2003. Losing everything I once held as important... I discovered a new way of living aided by 12-step recovery and the Theravada Buddhism. Walking this new path, I have seen the spiritual concepts that can lead to more happiness and a better world can be found not just in dusty old texts and in church basements, but also in movies, comics, and TV shows. So he's working to make amends to people, he said. He's trying uh, to get spiritual. Devin, you did stupid shit once. Ah, oh, all right, shit. just don't do it anymore. Yes. All right, learn your lesson. Just and don't the, do it again. Don't fucking... So tell me about your Zen Buddhism. Just say, look, He's I did something Buddhist. dumb, and I know it's dumb. And I'm not going to do it anymore. That's <laughs> yeah, all. That's pretty much don't all you got to do. Don't fucking give me this fucking Zen Buddhist shit. Like, it doesn't matter. Just don't uh, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, you know, when you're a little kid, you, like, stick your finger in your diaper, you taste your shit. You're like, okay, don't <laughs> do it again. All right. You're I'm not going to. Damn, damn, damn. That bacon is so serious, boy. Don't do that again, Devin. He actually, he's in this PBS uh, piece called Hashtag Me Too, Now What? That's streaming. He's talking with his accuser. Uh, on, I did not watch oh this. Oh, my God. That's amazing. He's really going for he it. He fucking did a PBS piece. Jesus. Uh, but his website, Cinema Sangha, he's writing reviews. Link in the show notes. Check it out if, uh, I don't know, if you want. He's a good, he's still a good. 
It's always been a good writer. Just go to jail. Just go to jail. <laughs> blog from prison. Yeah, just San go to jail Quentin. for a month. Or a couple. Oh, whatever. Long. San Quentin movie reviews. What did he do? He like grabs some he, girls. He groped, some girl. he groped a girl. A girl he, he groped a girl and doesn't remember doing it. Can't you just go to jail for like a month? Maybe like a day. Be, like two days. Couple a week. Like, what's groping like? What is that like? Uh, like I would say like six weeks. Like three weeks. Like groping. Like you learn your lesson in three weeks. You right? lose a finger. Maybe they just kick you in the balls every day for three weeks. <laughs> That's fair. The girl gets to do it. Yes. Yeah. That's a fair punishment. All right, look, we're going to take a break. I'm going to play some promos, and we'll be back with some geek news and a little three-year celebration talk. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake from the History of Bad Ideas. And we'll get back to your regularly scheduled program here in just a second, Geek listeners. But we do a weekly podcast called The History of Bad Ideas. Yeah, where we'll discuss things like television or movies or music or games or any other thing that falls into our geek-related podcast knowledge. You can find us on uh, Geek Life Radio Fridays, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central. Or Radio-Blitz, Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. Or you can listen to us whenever the hell you want on iTunes and Stitcher. Check us out. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. Do you like superheroes? Do you like movies, television shows, and comic books? Do you like listening to a guy rant about these things for hours on end? Well, then you're in luck, because you need to check out Pod Capers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape. Featuring me, Scott James Meridew, we'll be talking about a variety of geek and nerdy issues, joined each week by a rotating panel of guests that will try to contain me. Jokes on them, I cannot be contained. So please, join us on Pod Capers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape, where superheroes go to relax, but I never do. Cue the music! Hey, what's up? It's Taylor Gray, the voice of Ezra Bridger on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Hey, listener, do you love this show? Does this show get you pumped? I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. (laughs) If you love the show and want more show, you should definitely join the Jock and Nerd fan club that you can find at jockandnerd.com slash Patreon, where you can pledge for a monthly donation to help us keep the lights on over here and you get bonus content, extra audio and exclusive podcast feed just for you. This is the first show of the new month, guys. So we got to thank all our patrons by name. I, I want rugs. How drunk are you now? We're going to play a word association. I, don't know if I can read. Okay. No, you don't have to read. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to say a name and then I want one of you. I'll start with rugs to just say the first word that comes to mind. All right. Okay. We'll go back and forth, starting with Rug Boy. Name, give me a word, and here we go, Rugs. Mark Bonong. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Boomerang. Philip Milan. Italy. A place to hang your cape. Uh, iTube. <laughs> iPod mixes. iTube. Matt <laughs> <laughs> Delhauer. Nerd Hauer. <laughs> Steve Morrison. Van Morrison. <laughs> Joe from work. Smoking. Stephen Tran. Vestite. Jimmy Graven. Jimmy Graven. Groping. 
Wait, Stephen Transvestite. Hold on. That was very good. Okay, Rugs. Anthony Apodaca. Alpacas? <laughs> Lisa Morrison. Jim Morrison. Jess Rivera. Um, dude. Chaz Hebbard. Ch- uh, like rock star. Gabriel Bosco. Chocolate milk. <laughs> Adam Morris. There's too many fucking Morrises. Matthew Lawrence. Whoa. Wes Cranford. Uh, Wes Craven. Travis Holton. My penis. John McCutt. Uh, Maggot. Jimmy McPike. <laughs> um, damn Quaker. it. Quaker. Pike. Uh, David Zika. <laughs> David Zika. Oh, the virus. Ron Hans. Ron Howard. Blazing Caribou Studios. Uh, coffee. Blake Braden. <laughs> <laughs> Rugs, Blake Braden to you. Uh, Braden, my ball sack. <laughs> Steve Lee. Uh, Bruce Lee. Bonner Demling. Oh. Bonner Boner Demling. Joe Henry. Those old Henry bars. John Seifert. Oh, Seifert. Dope Pope. Uh, the Vatican. And Brett Zafka. Karate Kid. Yay! <laughs> Thank you to all of those patrons. And if you want to really throw off the jock and rug boy, sign up for Patreon and we'll add your name to this list. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, McPike is the one that killed me right now. Steven Tranvestite. I think that one wins. <laughs> that one takes the Tran-vestite. game. Tranvestite. That's a good one. Uh, uh, also, the jock. Steven, jo- I know you listen to the show every week. You'll appreciate that. <laughs> that was a great word association. Yeah. Uh, uh, plus, I have to mention the John Seaford Patreon listener challenge is in effect all month of April. Here's the deal. John Seifert has said if by the end of April we could increase our collective donated amount by $100. Make it 200 He will double his support from $20 a month to $40 a month. Nice. You know you why know you guys should That's, donate, though? Yeah, yeah. Because we're providing you with Stitcher.com slash premium. And if you go on to Stitcher.com slash premium and hit nerd, you're going to get a free month of that shit. So you take that 5 bucks you would have paid for that month and you right. support us on Patreon. Boom. And then everybody Easy wins. Enough. You get, you get uh, a We're bonus giving you content. shit. You give us shit. Value for value, people. It's entertainment. Yeah. This is how it works. Quid pro quo, Clarice. Look, we get 20 people to give five bucks. We will get there by the end of April. Or we uh, get one asshole to give us 100 bucks. That would also be great. John Seifert, this is a very hard challenge, but we are up to it. The listeners up to it. Let's get it done. Okay. Let's get to the news. MCU news. Big news this week. Captain Marvel casting and synopsis came out. And holy shit, guess who's going to be in Captain Marvel, the movie that takes place in the 90s? Ronan the Barbarian? Ronan the Barbarian. Uh, Lee Pace no, Ronan is Ronan the Accuser. The accuser uh, oh. Korath the Pursuer, played who's by... Korath? Do I know who that is? He was in Guardians of the Digimon Galaxy Hansu? also. Jimon Hansu. Oh. And the holy shit of all of them, Clark. Greg as Phil Coulson back in an MCU movie. Oh shit! Even though Wait this a is minute. Before he died, this doesn't compute. Doesn't? How do they do they see superheroes before Avengers? Well, we'll find they, they out. They do because yeah. Fury is the man at the end of Iron Man that says you're a part of a whole new world. Yet you just don't know it. This is going to be the story of Nick Fury discovering the fact that there's heroes out there. And meeting Captain Marvel, and will we get a de-aged Clark Gregg and Sam Jackson? Oh, yeah. You think now, they're going to do, do that? Uh, what's the hair situation with both of these guys? 
I don't know. They're going to have to add like, some uh, here. I think, yeah. I think Jackson's bald and Colson's balding. Balding, yes. Well, what are we going to see here? Hair. Fro, <laughs> like Colson with like a, like a, a Pearl Jam haircut. Like, what are we going to see here? Well, uh, Fury, which should have the, the 90s, high top right? fade. Yeah, 90s, it was the yeah. 90s. So it would be like the Will Smith fade. Like the, like, the, like the Gumby fade that like goes <laughs> up to the side. And then Colson just has long, scraggly grunge, like Kurt Cobain hair. Like, like maybe he has like a, like a tied back. Like long hair, man bun. Maybe there's a yeah, man bun involved. Like so look, this is the movie where uh, it, it it starts the Cree scroll, scroll war. Here's the synopsis. Like it says, the story follows Carol Danvers as she becomes one of the universe's most powerful heroes when Earth is caught in the middle of a galactic war between two alien races. Yeah, no one remembers this. Set in the 90s, Captain Marvel's all-new <laughs> adventure from blah, 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 an unseen period in the history of MCU. I'm excited. Could this be, here's a fan theory why nobody remembers this. Could this be an alternate timeline, an alternate universe? Why does it need to be that? Because nobody's ever mentioned because what if, if it happens in space. It's a good point. So then, do we think, who's a Skrull? Is Coulson a Skrull? Is one of these motherfuckers a Skrull the whole time? That could happen. Anything can happen. I, li- I like the Kree Skull War. I like that. I like seeing Ronan back. I like butt chins. <laughs> I like butt chins, butt too. chins and, and, and wrinkly yes, faces. Also the ultimate yeah. butt chins. Yeah. They have like 30 butts on their chin. And so this is the other thing that confused me. They said they just started production. If that's the case, what were those green costume photo set photos we saw? Is that a post-credit scene from Infinity War? I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that. I think. They said production starting now. It's, I don't know. Maybe she goes through a suit transition. Maybe she switches shit. I think I they've can't been, even say suits. They've been probably switches filming suits. her stuff. I, well, and then other people said they've been filming in LA for a while. Yeah. Also, I, which I, is I, weird why they're like, production begins today. On I think Captain they're saying Marvel. that so that they can get off, people can get off the trail. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Possibly. It looks like, I mean, she wouldn't be, you think she's just walking around in those suits? Yeah. All okay. Right. I don't know. She's walking around in that green suit. But you know what? This uh, this is very exciting to me. I love the addition. It's going to be great to see Coulson in an MCU movie, even though for five years now, nobody knows he's fucking still alive. Like, that's kind of hard to believe a little bit. The, the, the Agents of the Shield doesn't really exist. It doesn't matter. It doesn't count. It doesn't connect. But fucking Ronan and, and uh, Lee Pace like gets it. A, I love that because I feel like Ronan was a little bit shortchanged in Guardians yep. of the Galaxy. He's a way meaner bigger more evil character than and he's what a great is. actor too yes he yeah he's not well he's not ron is not necessarily evil he's a more nuanced character than he was oh, that's portrayed in Guardians. Yeah. yeah yeah that's true he's more three-dimensional yeah than what they showed us i mean he be, eventually I, becomes a, a kind of an anti-hero slash hero in the comics uh, i forgot about that like lee pace is a very lee good pace actor great, and he yeah. can do lots of different dimensions and they didn't use him at all in the Guardians. did korath die in guardians also i believe he did too yeah he did right we're all standing around there. And everybody got I things. like it. I like seeing the free scroll. Yeah, that's going to be fucking crazy because so this is going to be young Ronin. It's going to be yeah. younger Ronin. Yes. Younger. Little Ronin. Little Ronin. Although, although Little how, do, uh, how do Kree age? We don't know. And who's a scroll? They're shapeshifters. So anybody could be a fucking scroll. You're stuck ah. on that, huh? I love that. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens. That's very exciting. Here's some, uh, some news about Ant-Man and the Wasp that's coming out in July. Reportedly undergoing reshoots, uh, but even more than that, they said they are changing the whole opening. I guess from some screenings uh, that it was, uh, where, where is it here? Uh, from this Italian site, Bad Taste, 
They said the opening sequence is set in South America and it apparently didn't play well with so- test audiences. We don't like South America. Yeah, you know, we, don't like, uh, we don't like the dirty South Americans over there. Yes. Put something else in and make it a quantum realm. And so I think they're they're changing the whole opening sequence to tie in to Captain Marvel, maybe, and the Quantum Realm. Anthony, I think your your theory of like there's gonna be like all the space shit in these movies, and then Ant Man and Captain Marvel will deal with the Quantum Realm and some other shit, and that'll be like that setting for those uh, those yeah. those movies moving People forward. People are gonna, I mean, they're gonna have to explain why this why Ant Man's not potentially in Infinity War or when this is happening. So. Or is he, yeah? Or is he in it? And we ha- we don't right. see it, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if they. Ha- I mean, but it's like very late to be reshooting a whole and changing the whole opening. I find that interesting. Let's hope it doesn't fuck up the movie. Let's take a look at how much money Black Panther has made, because it is now the highest grossing superhero movie of all time. Gross oh, in the United States, uh, past the Avengers domestic gross six hundred thirty-seven million. Worldwide, one point two billion. Unbelievable! Number one MCU movie, all timer, uh, all time. Uh, that, it's that it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. And it now is. Infinity War is going to come out and make another two billion dollars, and then that's going to be. I bet it doesn't hold this spot for long. What do you think? Do you think Infinity War surpasses I, I, I think this domestic gross? I don't know. Black Panther had no competition. No, that's a good point. That, that I was don't know. working for it. I, I, Infinity War, you would think Infinity War should do just as good, if not better, because it's the culmination. But right, something about the wind. Black, I mean, Black Panther coming out the way it did, and the the movement behind the timing it. was right. They just nailed it. I mean, if Infinity and then, War nail in the film too, that's a big thing. Is Infinity War will probably make just as much, if not more, its right. opening weekend. Yeah, but the film has to be good. Yeah. If it's not good, it's not going to be like Black Panther. It's not going to sustain. Right. Five weeks at number one, man. That's amazing. I think people are excited about Infinity War. They they've sold a lot of tickets already. Yeah, I got mine. People are already like making plans to see it. So I feel like it's going to at least be on the same level as Black Panther. It might even surpass it. But I don't know. I I, I don't know. This the the cultural thing that drove this, the hype that drove Black Panther, is something I've never seen before. I really I don't think it's ever going to be repeated in in the immediate future. Mm-hmm. Could we be seeing back-to-back billion-dollar movies? Un- oh, definitely. Sure. Unbelievable. Wow. But I don't know if it's going to surpass Black Panther. Yeah, I really, I don't think it will. Right? That's crazy. I don't know if it will. You know, will it play better for it? I hope. I mean, I hope it does, because I feel like it's going to be a much more epic movie, because the just the Russo brothers are just seasoned directors at this point. Absolutely. They've done two yeah. movies. Like, they've hit it out of the park in two movies, so, like, they're just swinging for, like, you know, another third. Do a trifecta, but like, uh, we'll see. I'm hoping we are about to see some of the best fucking action we've seen in any MCU movie or any fucking superhero movie ever. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm expecting. Trying to keep my expectations at a medium level. But holy shit. Uh, Speaking of holy (laughs) shit. Holy shit. Speaking of holy shit, what the fuck is going on at Fox? Oh, my God. And the X-Men universe. This is what happens when you have uncertainty. Lots of uncertainty. I thought yeah. they were. It sounds like if the movie doesn't have Wolverine or Deadpool, they don't know what to do with it. Maybe here's what happened. This was news released late Monday night, which is an odd time to release a statement. Clearly, they didn't want anybody noticing that they have pushed back X-Men, Dark Phoenix and the New Mutants. That's the second time New Mutants gets pushed back. 
X-Men Dark Phoenix was supposed to come out this year, November 2018. It's been moved to February 2019. The new start of blockbuster movies, thanks to Black Panther, I guess. Everyone's going to try the, try to get theirs on, on the February. Uh, well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with trying to figure out a, a place to put your movie that's going to make the most money. Right. But I think that relating it to these reshoots is, is interesting. Yeah, so there are reshoots on this movie, and I I thought I read that it was screening well, but it may be the case of just normal reshoots and mm. the fact that they have all these A-list people. You talk yeah. about uh, Sophie Turner, uh, uh, Fassbender, McAvoy, uh, all these people. Sophie Turner is shooting Game of Thrones through August. There's probably conflict in schedules, which is why you they need about to Jennifer push Lawrence. And Jennifer so Lawrence. So you're talking probably about production is being halted? Well, no, what there's what was come out in for at least for Dark or is Phoenix. It just release dates. I'm, I'm cloudy on this. What they're saying is that they needed to do reshoots, but with such an A-list cast, they couldn't coordinate the schedules uh, in time to make that November second release date, so they decided to push it push back. back wow, that's real because it's 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 something to do. I thought it was something to do with New Mutants and maybe that well, conflict of of putting them out at the same time. Yeah, no, that the New Mutants is a little bit different story. Uh the New Mutants, a movie which it has a trailer. We, yeah, we talked, talked about, about the trailer. <laughs> it was you know when it was supposed to come out in fucking April next month originally. Then it got moved to February two thousand nineteen. They pushed it back six more fucking months to August 2nd, 2019. This uh, one is super disturbing. This is weird because I kind of like that trailer. Apparently, they're reshooting half the movie. They may add a character or two. But really, when by the time these movies come out, here's another big wheel uh, cog in the wheel. The Disney Fox deal may be done. Is it possible they want to save New Mutants for their streaming service? They're going to need shit to put on there. To launch that big, I don't know. Do they not know what to do with these characters? Are they now, is Josh Boone not happy? Are they not happy with what Josh Boone gave him? Because I believe that movie's done. It is done. Well, I read for this one that you're right about the reshoots and all that, but that they also, they, they Fox, the up the execs up there are looking at Logan and how it was, you know, like a Western kind yeah. of feel. Yeah. And Deadpool's this like comedy and they're like, yeah. well, how do we make new mutants it's horror. Stand out. We already so went through like, this. We, need, we want to make it horror, and we yeah. need to make it even scarier. So they want to make it scarier. So they want to reshoot the movie. <laughs> they pretty much want to remake the whole fucking movie and add more people. And they had a, apparently I just like character. that they, fi- they figured that out after they filmed it. Yeah. So we're only getting one mutant movie this year from Fox, and that is Deadpool. I was kind of excited for the new mutants and Dark Phoenix. Both of these movies have Game of Thrones stars. You got... Macy Williams, it's Arya Stark is easier to make this call when, like, Sunset. you know, you're going to have Marvel money rolling in soon, right? How much of this is like thinking about like if this deal goes through, they're they can well, do whatever. It's also they easy want. to just be like, uh, you know what, we're gonna re- we're selling this company. Let's make that their problem. That's also that that also smells like that. Like pushes <laughs> back. You guys can fix this movie. We don't there's know a, what. There's to a do lot with of it. speculation online that when Disney, if and when Disney buys Fox, that. They may, maybe not Dark Phoenix, but maybe the New Mutants movie will be just released on a streaming thing. Well, they have their thing coming out in 2019 too, and they they are gonna need they're gonna need some content. I mean, the the joke I saw online on Birth Movies Death was, we'll be watching the Super Bowl, and you'll get a ad for New Mutants released after the Super Bowl, similar to Cloverfield <laughs> like Clover Paradox, Field? yeah, Jesus where Christ. it was just dumped on Netflix. 
Yikes. I think also part of this is the thing where these studios, Fox especially, they, they'll set a release date first, and then they'll be like, okay, now go make the movie. You were making this movie. And they've already, instead of working the other way around, like, hey, how much time do you think you're going to need well, to make this movie? They also don't have a Kevin Feige who has a, a don't plan have a guy, and, 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 and things happen like they happen at Warner Brothers. They just don't seem to know what to do with the property. With the Listen, IP. it's a business. They got to get shit on track. They got to release stuff. They have to do this shit. Somehow Marvel like, has announced movies. They claim and, a date that's going to be like yeah. kind of like their most opportune time to make money. It's all these things that go into it. It's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it, I mean, we looked at the photo of them in their costumes that, two weeks ago, and I was like, oh, look, they're, they're making this movie. The movies are coming out. Nope. Oh, wait, they're not coming out. Nope. You got to wait till 2019. Uh, moving on, I found I thought this would uh, uh, start a pretty good conversation here. Uh, Steven Spielberg's comments uh, from the Hollywood Reporter. Steven Spielberg thinks Netflix films should not qualify for an Oscar. Oh, on what basis? Ah. He Why says you once that? you commit to a television format, you're a TV movie. Speaking of all movies that debut on streaming services, what does that mean exactly? So. That, look, guys, does he have a point, or is he like an no, old curmudgeonly? No, he's full of shit, because like, a movie is just something that's two hours long. Exactly. It. It's a long-form storytelling and format. And it's a one-shot. Like, a, you know, a TV series is obviously multiple, you know, for, you know, episodes. So what the fuck is he talking about? Like, what's the difference between going to see it in a theater or right. seeing it on your home theater, which is the same fucking thing? You know what? His comments remind me of how I sound when I talk about how hip hop sucks these days and old school no, hip hop is because best. I just feel like he doesn't get it. It's a little old man curmudgeon. No, because it's like it's you got to make movies movie. this it's, way. That's the only the way. Movie's this is still a movie. movie. Not to him. Like. Like, if you get a digital comic and you get a, a physical comic, they're both still comics. They're both the same thing. Like, I mean, do you think that a digital comic shouldn't get an award over a physical comic? But does putting it on streaming television change the format of the experience? Is the experience the difference? I'd no. have to read the article, but it, it sounds like... No, that's pretty much all he says. He sounds threatened. Yeah, that's how I read it. It's like, a he bunch has... of, like, like, listen, I'm like an old school fucking old man... That wants to be with the old people thinking all the time. But I can't get on board no, with this. Instead of this, he should be like, what can I make for Netflix? Uh, maybe well, our listeners I- know, or maybe one of you guys know, yeah. are, are made. I mean, they're they're never they're never uh, um, nominated for it, but are made for TV movies, not allowed no, they, to be they get, nominated they get, for Oscars? They get Emmys. Actually, well, made for all TV that movies are different. They yes, have, yes. Netflix have no, like, just like a regular movie, they right. don't have... They can do whatever content they want. They're right. not the break for commercial. They don't have to do any kind of advertising. Okay. So it doesn't fuck with their format. It's still linear. Uh, it does nothing interrupting it. I see what you're a saying. A TV show has things that interrupt it for advertising. It's an in-between format. And it's, you know, it's, it's a made for TV new. movie is also limited by budget and yes, like what yes. they can do on the network. Does network standards and practices. Uh, where a theater is, as long as you rate it properly, you do whatever you want. Sure. Shouldn't a movie that costs $90 million and stars Will Smith be up for an Oscar if it's good? I got to watch that movie, but I heard that one's not good. So it's that not might good. Be the best. It's not going to get an Oscar. Example. I'm just saying. I'm no, just I agree. Saying. I, I, Netflix to me, I mean. That, it's a weird gray it, area. No, I don't see it no, being a gray no. area. It's, it's a movie, right? It's a movie. It's a Netflix movie. Yes. Has, has anyone ever been like, that movie on Netflix isn't a movie? 
No. So, but <laughs> that, is that enough to, uh, you know, be, uh, make it eligible to be up for an Oscar? I, part of me thinks, yeah. It, I think it just Oscars reminds are, me of, I mean, like, like the, of the old guys that yep, don't yep. like seeing uh, let, let me just break some bad news to Steven Spielberg. <laughs> He's listening, okay, by uh, the way. Okay, hold on. I, I, Wait, rugs. Here's the rundown. Any movie that I've seen that's an Oscar contender is something I would never fucking go and pay $12 for, $15 <laughs> for at a movie theater. Every movie that I've ever seen that's Oscar worthy, I've seen on my home theater. And that's it. So what the fuck's the difference, dude? I mean, you're right. If you look at the the, the best like, picture. I'm not going to go to the IMAX theater and plunk down to see the fucking Phantom Thread. It's not going to happen. It's just yeah. not. I'm not going to sit there and watch Aunt, uh, whatever the fuck his name. Talk about fucking sewing a dress for three hours. Oh, you yeah. Know, it's uh, not going to happen. Daniel Day-Lewis. Was there, that there's Daniel actually Day-Lewis? a lot of um, thoughts on the Oscars that the Oscars will need to start recognizing blockbusters because mm-hmm. The ratings for the Oscars are getting lower and lower every because year because nobody they're, they're, they're watches these movies. movies. Right. Yes. No one's exactly. going to the theater to see these except for very few and far between people. Yes. Right. Most and of these people, the Academy, guess what they get to see them on? They get DVDs or, or watch them delivered home? to them and they're watching them on their home TV. So what the fuck's the difference? How is that difference right. than Netflix? If you were streaming so, those movies, I mean, he has, you know, he has a movie production studio. Obviously, he's got a stake in this. But if he was smart, you break you off of what the you, you want to know what start the, making movies for Netflix. The brass tax is is that it takes a lot of fucking rigmarole to get your movie released in a theater. Yeah, that's you need true. A distribution company. That's true. Distribution has gotten so a little bit easier. That's the only streaming. difference between Netflix and uh, a theater distribution company. Like, so you have to like that takes a little bit. Like, you have to have your movie in the theater for like a few weeks to qualify to be in the Oscars. Right. Yeah. So that. So basically, he's like, "Well, if my movies have to go through this rigmarole to be released out in the theaters, even if, it's in a, too. even if it's in an artsy fartsy theater that no one goes to, um, for a couple of weeks, that if you just get the pass from Netflix, that you can just release whatever the fuck yeah, you want, he, as long as you have a deal with them." He's just crusty. Is he, you know? is he so more- there is there basically is an obstacle that Netflix doesn't have to overcome, but the way he's saying it, that they're just TV shows, is not right. You think it's more about the fact that he just doesn't think these guys are paying their dues? Well, it's just another obstacle that that if you're releasing it in the theater that you have to go through. So it's basically they he feels like they're getting like a, a shortcut. Yeah. I do feel like he thinks the dues thing is is probably into play because it's things have changed. The barrier for entry to make a good movie have come way down. Yeah, but a lot of these people who make these movies are seasoned people. Yeah, yeah. That have made real movies. Yeah, and they just know how to adapt to the new technology. They're just like fuck it, I'm going on Netflix, yeah. getting a yeah a pay a different kind of payday. And there's a lot of these exclusive deals. Netflix, Netflix is throwing around money like they, it's no, there's no tomorrow. They don't give a fuck. They're like, we'll they're buy investing shitloads of money. I mean, some of it's poorly invested, but but they don't seem to care. If anything gets you to just subscribe, they will throw it on there. Whether it's you know what bad. this reminds me of? It reminds me of 1990s A and R. Like music company. Oh yeah, oh, they yeah used to I remember just, that. Oh, the MP3 coming in. Yeah. No, 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 no nope. MP3. Streaming, Stop him, Ron. <laughs> Wait till I say something. What are you talking react. about? <laughs> All right, back in the '90s, or when you know, in the in the kind of like renaissance of music in the '90s, where like uh, basically A and R people that were going out looking for talent were investing in these bands, and they would like they would make CDs for anyone. They would like publish any even unheard bands hoping that they would find an audience hmm. and that's what netflix is doing it's 
publishing all of these things that are unheard of and may not have an audience, but they're just putting it out there and seeing if there's an audience out there for it. You can see what sticks. What Now, what, in, yeah. instead of what, like the new music that we're listening to is like, everything is tailor-made to be a hit, written by all seasoned writers, like, you know, matching talent to a song. There's basically their hit making. They're not taking any chances. It's so conservative what they're doing. I believe every song these days is actually written by Taylor Swift. Like every song. No, there's like six people who write like 90% of the songs. Dude, her new album sold like 2 million copies, which hasn't been done in a long time, I guess. Just go, look, do an experiment. Look up all your favorite like pop stars. Yeah. Look at who wrote their songs. And I guarantee you it's the same people across the board. They still write. Like maybe under 10 people that wrote those songs. Michael Jackson didn't write his songs? A lot of them, no. Uh I know that. A lot of artists don't write their own songs. Yeah. It's weird. It's a collaborative art. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just one way to make music. I just think that a lot more people wrote their own shit about 20 years ago. That's all. Probably. All right. Let's. uh, I have a little bit of comic book news here, which is rare for us, even though we are touted as a comic book podcast. Are we? I don't know. Uh, Announcements from both DC and Marvel. Uh, DC is unveiling something called a black label imprint. Does it get you drunk when you read it? (laughs) Yes. It's it's the complimentary doer's red label. Uh, goes hand in hand. No, this to me is very exciting. It is a creator-led line featuring work by Frank Miller, Brian Azzarello, and the first major DC work by Kelly Sue DeConnick. Oh, shit. Uh, Frank Miller coming back to write a couple of books. One of them is called Superman Year One. Frank Miller with John Romita Jr. giving his uh, Superman's origin story, the Frank Miller treatment, and then... Uh, they're doing things like there's one book called Batman Last Night on Earth from Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Basically, they're bringing back like the standalone prestige yeah. format storylines that I was just going to summarize that it's basically they're they're letting these people do whatever they want because it's yes. none of this is in canon. I, all, all I heard was Harry Connick Jr. Harry Connick Jr. is writing a story for DC. Now, these are out of continuity projects, kind of like back in the day you had the Killing Joke and the Dark Knight Returns. That these things oh. existed in their own thing. They're so going they're doing back. doing 90s to, shit again. They're doing oh, yeah. 90s shit again. But there, there's room shit. for this kind of stuff. There is. I think it needs it because you don't have to follow a storyline. You you most people don't want to follow continuity. No, just, the 20 year recycle. It, I love yeah, it. Coming back again. Starts Ooh. in August, but. There should be this stuff. There yes, should be people. Yes. There should be non canon stuff and there should be the canon stuff. Just give me like a four issue awesome badass series that's just like completely out of canon crazy shit. And, and honestly, the, the problem with comics is that all that stuff is actually written by individual writers and then they have to like hodgepodge it together to make it all canon. Yeah, because they feel com- because uh, it has with, to be canon. It's got to be canon. It's got to all relate somehow. So this writer could kill this character. But then, you know, two years later, this other writer can come on and be like, man, I really like Green Lantern. I want him back. So now you got to be like, oh, he was in a pocket <laughs> dimension. Okay. Well, now, oh, now right. I'll bring him back. And then and, and so that Jeff cheapens comics, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. It's interesting that they're doing this now because they're doing Doomsday Clock, which is taking the characters of the Watchmen, which were never in canon. And now all those characters have changed the DC universe and they're in canon or something. I don't know. I heard it's very good, but I don't. It wasn't meant to happen. Why do they call it the black label? I don't know. It's like it gives it a prestige. Oh, yeah. I guess the kind the of feeling. Liquor. Yeah. So, yeah. It's the best kind of booze. I, I immediately I didn't read the article, so yeah. I immediately thought, oh, my God. 
they're going, they're they're chasing the Black Panther money already, and they're calling something <laughs> black, black label. You'll put black. <laughs> listen, title anything with black or flat Earth, and everyone will buy it and pay attention. That's all you have to do. It's a hot okay, topic. The Black Jock and Nerd Show. The, the oh. Black Jock and Nerd Flat Earth Podcast. That would be uh, T.J. Johnson and uh, uh, what's his face? Oh yeah, and Jason. No, 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 Dutch. no, no, not Jason Dutch. T.J. Johnson and uh, Mr. Do Right. Yeah. Oh, Do Right. <laughs> he gets a shout out today, buddy. Oh we miss God, you. Do Right. We what, miss what you. What happened? We love Do Right. What, what happened to? You know what? I'm excited for some of these books. There's one called Batman Dan from Brian Arez- Azarello Lee Bermejo. Uh, it's called which, Batman Dam. Batman Damned. Uh, Damned. Okay. Basically, on a deserted Gotham Bridge, a body is found. Whispers spread the news. Joker is dead. But is this a dream come true or a nightmare born? This Batman last night on Earth from Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo. Batman wakes up in a desert. He doesn't know what year it is or how the Joker's head is alive in a jar beside him. That's how that one starts. That's crazy. And then they're doing Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazons. This is from Kelly Sue DeConnick and Phil Jimenez. And it's the tale of the Amazons rise to power before Wonder Woman. Harry Connick Jr. Harry Connick Jr. is writing. So it's a lot of these like the Dark Knight Returns, like their own prehistory, their own pre-stories without having to worry about continuity. Uh, That's that's kind of cool. So do you think that they'll back or adapt this shit if people like it? They they possibly oh, yeah. might. They're gonna. Uh, uh, I feel like that's what they did. That's like yeah. Zack the Snyder Dark Knight Returns in was somewhere. never supposed to be no, canon, but no. then now it is kind of. And then the last announcement from Marvel. This one, rugs you may love, you may hate. Guess what? Who's back? The Fantastic Four finally returned to comic books. Oh shit! Written by Dan Slott. <laughs> and drawn by Sarah Pacelli, who is an amazing artist. She is the best artist that could be on this Slot book. But and Pacelli bringing back it's the Fantastic Four. Written by a shit fox. <laughs> any and, uh, any coincidence that the fox is potentially being sold hmm, to Disney? And now I don't know. That is now they're because, like, oh, we can start writing these again because we haven't seen the Fantastic Four since 2016, since after. Let Secret me War. see if I can predict what's going to happen to the Fantastic Four. <laughs> what does this mean? Now, Dan Slott's going to write a series where there's a multiple verse of Fantastic Four-like people. So there's like 20 things. There's a million human torches. Ah, everybody there's has every kind powers. of invisible girls. And then everybody can stretch their penis really far. And then really the far. thing and Dr. Doom's brains get swapped. Yes, and they <laughs> yeah, Dr. Doom becomes the thing. And he doesn't know how to take a well, piss with his rock penis. And it's then very one confusing. of the characters gets eliminated, so the book immediately becomes from Fantastic Four in issue number one to Triumphant Three the in issue number two. Three. Yes, and then they <laughs> Anthony, ret- you, you're, you're perfectly you right on. This. And then right he, on the he, ret- he retcons the origin. Turns out there was a tiny uh, Asian kid in the closet of the spaceship, also that has the same powers. Has all of them actually? Has all the powers combined. <laughs> But you know what? Look. And then Sue Storm becomes so angry at Mr. Fantastic that she decides to kill him. Yes. Oh, yeah. She eats him. Look, I'm sure there's a lot of Fantastic Four fans that are excited that they're coming back. Get ready for back. bullshit, people. But get ready for bullshit. However, Ruggs, he wrote him and uh, Mike Aldred did the Silver Surfer book. It's actually It was very good. I like the Silver Surfer book. I automatically rebuke that in every single way <laughs> i knew that would get a good uh response out of drunk rugs the minute i said the dan slot word am i drunk yet can you tell i don't know let's find out He's and feeling good move on 
I don't know what this part of the show is, people. It's been, we've been doing this for three years. It's a three-year anniversary. So I feel like this year we got a lot of new people that started listening this year. Yeah. Do we want to give them the origin story of the podcast? Is it even interesting anymore? Just keep it brief. I'll, I'll tell it because you Imran, it. Imran never can do brief. anything fucking tell me to keep it brief. Basically, me and Imran worked together. Uh, we found out when we both liked liked uh, comic books or comic liked book each stuff. Other. We liked each other. <laughs> we went to the comic book store. We'd have discussions about shows and movies. We decided one day, hey, let's make a podcast. Imran went away for two weeks and came back with a show. Bada bing, bada boom. Imran... Uh, Knows Rug Boy because Imran used to live on the streets of Brooklyn and ate salami sandwiches with him. And we he stuck his hand up his ass and put him on the show. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much uh, That's pretty much that was three years ago. Concise, yeah. Yeah. I like it. Look, hey, so I was trying to think of things. Maybe you guys can help me. Things that were different just three years ago in 2015. Life was a little different, everybody. Believe it or not. Yeah. Three years is a long time these days. Obama was president. It's yes. Just can you even remember a time when was Donald Trump? Yes. yes, I remember a time where people were asking him for his birth certificate, and now he's president. This was a time where people were <laughs> closeted racist uh, in their own homes and didn't bring it outward. There was no MAGA hats. I can't even think of a time like this. Uh, this was a time there were no Marvel Netflix shows at all in 2015 when we started podcasting. Right. The only thing on TV that we were reviewing episode by episode. Was oh, God. season one of The Flash. Season one. We were in season three of Arrow. No. Season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when it actually started to get better. And then season one of Gotham. We were actually talking about Which Gotham. Which made us give up on reviewing shows altogether. And, and yeah. th- but that was it. There was no Legends of Tomorrow. There was no Black Lightning. There was no fucking shitty we humans. We did briefly talk about them. Of course, in our show, but yeah, like, we, we never we didn't do the the weekly reviews. It's exhausting, and not everyone listens. So we decided, you know what? We did a whole when not everyone we, watches or watches right. The whole we world did a, to our us. show. Yeah. We did a whole season. We dance slotted our show. We dance slotted our show. It. This is pre Avengers: Age of Ultron. In the MCU, there was only how many movies have, is that? Yeah, uh, and we've reviewed every MCU movie since Avengers: Age of Ultron. We were reading comic books and talked about them. I think ago. all three of us were reading comics and something happened where we just were like, fuck this medium. It was the, they're, it was the constant rebooting and renumbering. It's Dan Slot for me. <laughs> Dan Slot. <laughs> remember we used to read comic books, Anthony? We talked I about do, Avengers. I, I remember. And, I was, and, I, and at some point, I mean, obviously the rebooting, but I was like, why am I buying weekly comics? If I really want to read something, yeah. just wait for the trade. Yeah. I forget about what happens a month later anyways. That's the society. This is the binge society. Once I saw, you want to know what happened to me is that once these Marvel movies started kicking into high gear, and all these DC movies started kicking into high gear, and they really were trying to do some world building, I'm like, what do I? Why am I going to build the read the comics when they're building this whole new universe, and that the majority of the people are not going to even give a shit about the comics anymore? That's what happened. So it's like I and then and then the second thing is that I've already read the best comics. There's not going to be any better comics that what the be. shit that I read. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, maybe may marginally, be. marginally better. But Dark Knight no. Metals is pretty good. Well, I mean, I want to check it out. When you it's look done. at it from the perspective of like Marvel, DC, not so well. Even DC, but both of them, whether it be TV shows or the cinematic universe. I mean, there's 
what's the point in reading comics? <laughs> you have <laughs> you your weekly. You have yeah. your week. You have your daily fill almost at this point. I'm still reading books, but it's it's like just Spider Man and then like some image lines and if yeah, I they're doing all this shit on weird, TV. Yeah, they're flooding the market with it. So yeah. like, if it's easier for me to watch an hour com uh, an hour TV show about a comic book character, then go to the store and buy a comic book. Now I have shit in my house. And yep. th- three. Three years ago, up. there wasn't that much stuff, and like just just in three years, like you, the bubble is just fucking cresting, and like it's oversaturation now in terms of comic book yeah, shit. Yeah, they flooded the market so much that it's like you don't even need to read comics anymore. No, you, you just don't. don't. Uh, Clamor and Blab came and went. Wow! <laughs> in the three years oh, we've been Clamor, I don't even know why you thought well, I was going to be you a Clamor, thing. you brought her. No, that, that was, was we, yeah. that, we got the we got that saying out of it. Was it was a good swing. Like, it was a good idea, but so, and, but Blab I thought was going to catch on. Blab was like a real fucking deal, like video app. Well, we have we have Facebook live streaming now. It kind of it's it. basically Twitch, but with or four Twitch, people. Right? On. Yeah. I told you, yeah. Run. I was yeah. I was a skeptic from the start. Oh, which one? Both of them. Blab. Well, clamor. I couldn't yeah. be because we had the owner on the show. We did. We had to. So I, yeah. I had to suck we his used ass. It. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Blab. You were like, this shit ain't gonna last. Yeah, I was like, this ain't. What are we doing here? Uh, the Cubs had not won a World Series yet. No, we not. started. Isn't that crazy? Right. What, what, the next point. Can I read it? Yes. Because you typoed it, or maybe you didn't. You're, it's supposed to say DCEU, but no, it looks F-U. like you have your DCFU. Yeah, only the film, had one DC movie. Film Universe only had one movie. I thought it was extended no remember that's not a real thing some writer oh. made that up i thought you were going dc fuck you well it is it's the fuck you universe yeah that's what it became remember when it was just man of steel and it was kind of an okay movie but still very divisive like you you had somewhere to go with man of steel it was still excitement and like potential. you could grow the character and make him like a more and they fucked it up Yo, we talked about this last episode but when you look back you will see how bvs fucking derailed everything now that just single handedly true. Fucked it's hundred percent true. Anything they really could have done, you really didn't. Uh, back. Can I three, just say something? Yes. Where are all those DC fans now? Uh, that's a good. Point. They used to always I don't chime in and say things about oh, how oh, oh, Marvel was not that great. And no, DC. Yeah. Fan, everyone's just a hater, and now they all just kind of ran away, huh? Also, we, we told you for when Batman v Superman came out, this was garbage. Like they saw Justice League and they felt a chapping in their balls. <laughs> we told like you it was garbage. Start getting chapped. Dude, you know what else I felt three years ago? It was before kind of this really vitriol, uh, excessive hate, two sides that really started with Batman versus Superman. That's when I was like, fandom is broken and angry at each other. And like I've never seen it this way. When we started, it was everyone was still cool. Largely everyone now, let me was ask still cool. You a question. What's better movie? Justice League or Batman vs. Superman? Shit. Because Justice League is not as offensive. That's correct. Yes. It doesn't make but you as angry. I, I respect Batman v Superman more in just the fact that it was a it sucks. It's it's terrible in my opinion, but it, but it is. There was one, an intent behind there, that. Yeah, there is. There's this guy is obviously passionate about it. This is I'll his agree. vision. This yeah. is what he wants. Yeah. Justice League is it's vanilla, a Motley Crue vanilla vanilla film. It has no substance. No, it, it is literally you you. It's like eating the Eucharist. Well, so you, know, you would they, never eat a fucking Eucharist. No, I don't. So. I, you know so what? You don't I tried that to that take it's comu- tofu. I I went Bob to Bob Eucharist. Bob that, Eucharist. Is that communion? It is communion. Is that yes. bad if like a non if a non Christian? Because I went with my friends once and I was like, "Can I just do it?" 
Yeah, yeah. And, and they go were like, no. It, they were like all offended. I was like, oh, why can't I, would, I just I'll go for it? Dude, I, I would have done, done it. I have like a whole shit of Eucharist. I've never here. tasted it. I just wanted to taste the fucking. You've wafer. never tasted it? No, I wanted to it's eat this body. Just go get some triscuits. The same shit. And a bite, Jesus it's Christ. It's really not. I like. I kind of like the taste of Eucharist. And then a little sip of wine. It sounds like a nice snack. That's the I blood. I just wanted to try. It's actually know. the blood of Christ. You don't get to sip the wine though. This right, is my uh, sacrilege. <laughs> Where are we going here? Uh, uh, we're talking about the Cubs. Or no, here. no, no, no. Three years no, ago, Anthony used to actually care about the show. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, what do you have to say for yourself, Jock? Can't Set argue the that record point. straight, Anthony. Can't argue that point. <laughs> <laughs> I used to care. Anthony actually used to care. Now let me ask you this, Anthony. Like when you began this when whole it, <laughs> when you began this whole podcasting adventure with Imran, did you think that there was gonna be people in a Facebook group two hundred strong, like appreciating what you do? No. You know, that's like <laughs> Like, Isn't that I crazy? mean, like, look at that. That's fucking insane. I, insane. I gotta say, in the three years, this community we've built, the people we've met, the listeners we've gotten to know, this is like, it's like cash to me. Like, this is the profit to me. Although money would be nice also. But this is profit to me. I love talking to you guys and hang. I'm, and you guys hang out with us every week. It's amazing. It's amazing well, to me every week that people listen to our show. Well, listen, we have... 200 people that are going on a Facebook group and talking about us. We have more listening to us yep, yep. that are not actively participating. But I think that the fact that there's 200 people that are actively participating and it's growing every day. I mean, that's just something that makes me want to keep doing. This. I'm so proud of this community we've built, actually. Like, I would hate to lose it. Uh, and I feel like everyone's cool with each other and, and, and they get along. And I love seeing the. The threads on the Facebook group and listeners going back and forth, people that would have never met or talked to each other that have are like-minded. Like it's really cool. All the different opinions and everyone's for the most part, not a dick. Keep that up. I love that. Um, it's, it's great, man. I can't, I don't know. It means so much to me. Uh, three years ago, my beard was a, a lot less white. It was more black. I think it should go full white. I think it should go. It's probably full what's going to happen. I have a yes. QR code on my fucking face right now. I look like a furry. Uh, three years ago, uh, Anthony and I had not seen one episode of Game of Thrones. This and is true. No matter how much, remember how many times I told you to watch it. Radford and Rugboy and everybody in Blab going, "Oh, dude, you got to see this." I was like, "Ah, fuck it." I'm about you, you know what the, the the thing too about Game of Thrones is now I have like I had a coworker that watched it. And now I have one of my one of my good friends who's currently watching it, and like them watching it, I enjoy just hearing their reactions now to each episode, and I'm like. I like being on the other side now. So yeah. it's, like, it's like I'm rewatching it with them. Yes. And that's why, listener, if you have not checked out our, we went season by season and reviewed the series. So if it's been a long time since you watched, go back and listen, because I was listening to Voice from the Underground, one of the early episodes, and TJ had listened to our first season. And I, I, he was like, man, I forgot how good Peter Dinklage is. Like, it brought it back to him. And he was enjoying us talking about it for the first time. Just like what you said. So. I know, but the, the sad thing is that so many months until the next I know. Fucking, oh, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it's still a what year. What are we going to do to pump ourselves up for this know. shit? We're going to have to stay I mean, hard. I think it's, it's so good that when hard. it comes up. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I guess we'll just have to keep beating off, but not not, <laughs> erect, not, not fully going all the way. Just like going to the, the edge, like right to the fucking edge, and then you stop. Oh, the like sting style. Tantric. Yeah. Give yourself a blue ball. Dude, how, yeah, just keep giving yourself blue How balls. delicious will that be when it comes to The blue back? balls? No, not the blue balls. When oh, Game of when Thrones comes back. When we finally, when we we finally ejaculate. Finally I just like being right about something. <laughs> you, are, you were correct. right about a lot of things, to be fair. Game of Thrones, though, was, in retrospect, not that hard to be right about. 
No, we were just dumb. No, we were just but dumb. I mean, like, the fact that, look, the fact that you were the two fucking holdouts, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just fucking flabbergasted. Yeah, you're right, you're right. We were just we, we, we should have been watching that show. Should have been, absolutely. Yeah. But I'm glad I got to watch it all in a matter of like two months in, in yeah. one big chunk. That was fucking fantastic. It was great. What a great journey. Uh, three years ago, Anthony had never watched an episode of The Walking Dead. Remember that? Remember when it was good? <laughs> and The Walking Dead used to be good. Oh, That's my last note of things that were different three years ago. Yeah, what a dog shit Although, show did now. You, have you, did you watch the most recent episode, Rugs? No, I've stopped watching it, it completely. Was oh, Rugs, you quit too? Damn. Yeah. Wow. I quit I quit three episodes before the mid-season. I just don't care anymore. There was some good zombie action, but there were still like really stupid things that happened. And like uh, unless I hear when I uh, unless I hear like everybody that I run into being like, holy shit, Walking uh, Dead. Did you I don't hear that anymore? I just actually, don't hear uh, any of that. This season ratings have returned to season one level rating. That's bad. That's very bad. I mean, I used to I remember every week I'd come into work not to talk to you, Imran, because you're in your <laughs> fucking hole. But I'd have coworkers be like, Do you saw did you watch the last episode? Did you watch it? Yeah. Same people. They still watch it. They don't even bring it up. Yeah, I still watch it and I don't talk about it. It's fucking horseshit. I, I had a, one of my coworkers that sits next to me brought it up like a couple weeks ago. He was like, "Do you still watch The Walking Nobody's Dead?" Nobody's like, talking about it anymore. I'm like, "Oh no, I don't." He's like, "Oh, this 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 one episode was all right." I'm like, "Oh, cool." Like, it's not it's not water cooler. It used talk to anymore. be water cooler talk. Used to be the best shit on TV. And my God, just end the show this season, Walking Dead. Uh, Morgan is now going to be on Fear of the Walking Dead, another show that nobody's watching. I've stopped watching that show. So, yeah. Well, anything else you guys can think of that was different three years ago? I think that we were trying to figure out what this show was. Yes. And then we just realized that at a certain point, especially when the, the nation started picking up, because uh, fan feedback is such a huge thing. And the fans were just like, dude, we just like to hear you. We don't care what you guys talk about. Right. Yeah. Don't try and like. Like we were trying to like watch every show yeah. and like do like a it's episode raining. review, yeah. And they're like, "Listen, as long as you guys fucking just talk about whatever and just kick it, we we're all down fucking listening to That's it." That's why so, I love podcasts because the show is evolving. It's still evolving. It'll always be changing. I'm not afraid to change things and try different things. Fucking, it don't matter. Like if the show sucks, guess what, listener? There's gonna be another episode next week. So I mean, we yourself. see the stats, right? Yeah. Uh, obviously people love the reviews, the movie reviews, but like, there's no, like the interviews that we do and the show and certain things like they really don't, I think they don't really change that much. Everybody's kind of just down for whatever. And so largely it's me not properly promoting the back catalog. So what I wanted to do now is some (laughs) of our new listeners that maybe have joined us in the last year. I would like to highlight some episodes for them to go back and listen. The reason this came up is that I forgot somebody posted, uh, hey, where is your guy's Deadpool review? I want to check it out before the movie. And then Ray O'Neill, who I believe is listening to the entire back catalog. I feel like he's making his way through it. He's like, oh, it's like episode 81. I just listened to it. So shout out to Ray O'Neill for listening to all the shows. But our first review of anything we did legit was episode eight. And it was Daredevil season one on Netflix. The first movie we reviewed was episode 10, Avengers Age of Ultron, and we had a guest. We've had guests on a lot of reviews, uh, and we've reviewed every MCU movie since. Rug Boy's first appearance, episode 13. Any other episodes you guys would, would highlight, would mention? 
Um, the one where Imran talks about uh, comic book artists you should know. Oh, no. Because <laughs> he's literally we'll to that one. reading a Wikipedia page on the air while me oh, and that's a great one. Yeah, just sit there. If I think the that's really for, good. If you're in the mood for a lecture on comic book artists, yeah. like you're in We've college. We've never actually finished that series. No. And I won't <laughs> until just somebody. Completely abandoned until it. Until somebody yeah. writes in going, hey, is this volume one ever going to come out? In I don't give a, I'm, I'm not going to do it so, until somebody requests it. 13's my first appearance. Yeah, what and else would you got, uh we got Marvel versus C, uh, DC on episode 19. Remember that? It was me and you. And that was we one w- of the first episodes where I was uh, like, I'm out. You were actually, that was the first one where you were missing. Yeah. yeah, that was like our first me and you doing it. And then you got the Bilotti introduction with number 28 at Godzilla Nerd Fest. If you're a Godzilla fan, you want to check out Godzilla Nerd Fest. Uh, we meet John Bilotti first time. He's been on the show several times. And then if you're a Godzilla fan, go listen to episode 118. Yeah, it's fucking, it's for Godzilla fans or just, if you're curious about Godzilla, if you're gay about Godzilla, just get into it. All right, just go check it out. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. <laughs> That's how excited John Bellotti is about Godzilla. Check out episode 118, which is the classic G-Fest 2016, where Anthony just hits on cute girls and I break shit that's worth hundreds of dollars. Oh, that's a great one, too. That's a Our BVS one. review, if you just want to hear us hate on something, is number 91. Listen, that oh, movie was huge one. for us. That was a turning point. That was when oh. That's where we met David Zika, and we realized, oh, not everybody agrees with everything everybody's saying, and this movie is fucking crazy. That was a good one, because we were like, what the that, fuck? That movie was the line in the sand, I think, for yes. us. Yes. Yeah, we, we decided to just go big or go home yeah. that day. We're just like, fuck it. We're we gonna- we do not care the, about the all the opinions of you comic book assholes. We're like, fuck it. This is up we an abomination. It real, motherfuckers. So we have ranked the Marvel MCU, but this was way back in 2015. Episode 35 is ranking the MCU. There was we only, should do that again at some there point. There was only 12 movies at the time. Anthony, when do we do this before Infinity War or after? We don't have a lot of time uh, to do it I don't do think we before. have a lot of time. I think we'll have to do it We're going to have to do it after. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yes. But if you want to see where our thoughts were uh, in August 2015, when there was only 12 movies, check out episode 35. Now, for me, listener, do me a favor. Please check out episode 50. It's Variety Comics, the, the documentation of the closing of Chicago's longest-running comic book shop. 42 years on the corner. I've got a piece of it behind me. A large It's like a Spider-Man. news report almost. It's my attempt at doing an NPR-style show. It's it's totally different than every other episode we have. But I still, I like it. I think I came out nice. It's kind of like cool. Like you were trying to like uh, preserve a piece of history and just kind of do that story. It's great. It's almost you, like a reporter. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a news story and I will never do that again. It's so yeah. much fucking work and nobody listened to it. So please listen to episode 50. Anthony, what do you got? What do you want them to check out? What do I want them to check out? Yeah. Uh, like a specific episode? I don't know, man. I got nothing. Nothing? <laughs> I, well, listen, like, let's not talk about particular episodes. We, like, I know in the beginning of the show, we say news, reviews, and whatever we choose. We used to say interviews. Yeah, we've had, we got a and lot of fun interviews. We've had our, yeah. our share of yeah. interviews. Um, you know, we interviewed one of our biggest ones is uh, the Destiny interview, which was with Chris Barrett, the game designer. If you like video games and Destiny, check and out that is, uh, what episode is that? 116. 116. Yeah. Yes. I'm not going to tell you the, the actual episode numbers for these. You could just search. I'm just going to spout out some names yeah. and you can go look it up for yourselves. Uh, we had Floyd Norman, which was the animator for Disney who had a, a documentary made about him. That's still uh, available to this day. You could, I think you used to be able to watch it on Netflix, but it's available 
I think on Voodoo, definitely. He's the um, first black animator hired at Disney in the 50s. Yeah, we had Sean Christensen, an Oscar-winning uh, director who directed a short film called Curfew, on, and he went on to direct two other movies. Um, we had, a, we had an Emmy winner. We had a, 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 oh, yeah. We had a, a photographer, who uh, Ross Detman, who has won an Emmy. We have had an Oscar winner, Todd DeZago, who was working at Marvel when they were doing the Clone he Wars. Spider-Man he wrote for Spider-Man for years. Really nice guy. That was a great one. We talked to Greg Wiseman. Who who uh, created created gargoyles and produced uh, Young Justice and uh, the uh, Rebel Star Wars Rebels with Dave Filoni? That was a great interview. We had Eric Sharkey who did uh, the Drew Struzan, who's one of my favorite artists, and directed the Floyd Norman documentary. That's true. Sharkey's great. Uh, I I really want Lisa Giordana from the Howard Stern show, like a Benji's girlfriend, and. <laughs> Howard Stern, uh, like calendar girl, I guess. That like, show is yeah. only on YouTube, though. You got to go to our YouTube. That's channel. true. That's only on YouTube. No, what about Mike Rips? Does he, we got we have Mike Rips. We dope hope. We had dope hope. Lots we of have, lots of good interviews. We, what, what, we love, had. Love, uh, we're just jizzing all over ourselves. This is great. Billy Presida, <laughs> a stand-up comic who has a sex show on there. Kata Mutazo from See Here's the Thing. She's been on the show. All right. So enough. we did do a lot of interviews. Yeah, we, we did, did interviews, but that. Like like Rugboy said, interviews are not. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we, what I think what the the formula that's worked for us is talking about things and having guests come on and talk about them with yes. us. We so it, yes, we're, we're gonna have in the future. We're just gonna have guests. We're not. You know, they were conversations. And maybe they can talk about a little bit about what they're doing, but not a full out like. No, oh, this and you is know your... what? I got because in the beginning when we started podcasting. Like everyone's making interview podcasts, and you're like, oh, that's the way to get big. We got to interview people, and, they, and you know what? It's uh, it kind of works. Do it if you want. I just I love hanging out with you guys. It, I love it's inviting cool to people get people's on. reactions to new to news. That's true. Yeah. Yes, like whether they've heard it or yeah, not. Right. Like you could just spit something out there and go, "Hey, you know the fucking accident movie's been pushed back. What do you think of that?" And if they, if they do have insight on it that we don't know about, that's great. If they just want to face say something ridiculous, that's great. <laughs> yeah, especially. Oh, I just want to just let everyone know that. On 420, the weed day, Mike Rips is dropping a new album. <laughs> dude, Mike Rips is That's the perfect the day shit. to drop an yeah. album, by so, the way. Dude, his episode is 181. Another great example of us finding a listener who's a really interesting guest is episode 155, Science of Superheroes with Adam Morris, PhD. That was cool. Yeah, very he, cool. He broke down what it would take I for people to actually I think we've overwhelmed our audience have. with all these episode numbers. <laughs> well, look, just scroll through the feed. Don't be afraid to go back, listener. And check out some of these shows. Let's talk about what the fuck happened. That's one of our most popular shit. We forgot to suggest show. those also for the the new listener. You may have found one. You may have led you to others. But we got eight of them. And uh, shout out to Matt yeah. Bellhauer for starting this in 2015. And what's his podcast? Let's give him an easy. <laughs> you, hear, you hear that? What's it called? The Ginger the Geek Ginger Podcast. Geek I know. I'll put a link in the show notes. Bellhauer, you hear that lovely, enthusiastic plug from Rugboy. Dude, we didn't forget about you, you fuck. Uh, okay. Now, last thing before we peace out, I have some feedback. I actually have one clip sent in to us from John Seifert, our buddy, listener, truck driver, good fan of the show. Here's what he has to say. Hey, Imran, it's John Seifert. Um, I sent an email to you. Oh, this is the wrong one. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm going to cut this out. Is this no, don't cut I it out, you asshole. email was at $40 a month. Oh, this is the pay. Hold on. 
I guess. Don't cut it out, you asshole. You put your mistakes on the air like all of us. <laughs> this never happened since I edit the show. No one's going to know. Pause, please. Okay, now I'm officially drunk. <laughs> this the one? Hey, Imran, it's John Seifert. Um, I said- nope, not that one. That was the same one. Hold on. Jesus, Imran. <laughs> okay, this Keep is the leave one. this all in the show. I have it now. Here it is for real. Hey, Imran, it's John Seifert. Just wishing you guys a happy third anniversary. I appreciate the show. I appreciate all the work you guys put into it. I'm usually up in Sunday mornings around 3.30 in the morning, so I bet I'm the first to ever listen to your new podcast when it drops on early Sunday morning. I'm sitting here with my cat in my lap and a bowl of cereal ready to go, and I usually love every minute of it, except when, you know, you do a show like you did with that uh, bomb of a Howard the Duck movie. My God. Anyway, uh, you guys are the best. You rock, and I wish you nothing but success in the future and good health to everybody, and say a special uh, thanks to Rugboy for all he contributes. I think he's like the underdog of your group, but I'll tell you, I love his commentary, and I always look forward to hear uh, what he has to say. It's always very interesting to listen to my boy, Rugboy. All right, you guys, take care. Bye. Talking nerd! Thanks, John. You know what my favorite part of his whole thing is, is he doesn't mention Anthony. Oh, shit. Listen, John, John, (laughs) with your your fucking cat, what are you, a cat guy? He's sitting at home with with your fucking cat. Bowl of cereal, get, get 3.30 the in the morning. Here. He's listening to us you right now. You're not going to mention my name? Get the fuck out of here, in man. The <laughs> That's my favorite part. I hate Anthony's you. hurt. <laughs> See what happens when you just show up every other show? That was great. Thank you, John Seifert. Finally, I got one uh, thing written to our Facebook group by Andrew Twitch Hatch, which I want to get you guys answer. He asks a really good question. He says, this is all you guys. Hey there, jock and nerd. Oh, and hey, rug boy. Just wanted to say love the podcast. I had a question. See, I host my own page called Comic Book Lovers, where we do many of the same things as you guys, but also host discussions on who do you think would win in a fight to the death. And one of the most argued about fights is the Punisher fighting John Wick. This is a sudden battle with no prep time whatsoever. Just wondering if you could give your take on this and who you think would win in a fight to the death. Thanks, and keep up the awesome work. So, to clarify a little who bit further. To, who wants to feel this here, one? Here, this is you guys. I, I, got, I, have I haven't idea. seen I have John thoughts. Wick. You haven't seen John Wick? It's fucking great. I have thoughts. To clarify further, he says this is John Bernthal Punisher. And John Wick, and they literally just meet in the street and they start fighting. I feel like, okay, John Wick wins this one if it's John Bernthal. I, I, I agree. But if you think comic book Punisher, there's not even a, not even a yes, question. Yes, that's my answer exactly. This Bernthal's Punisher, he's you a hothead. handicapped the character on a fucking TV yes, show, which yes. is not even the character. Really? Uh, dude, this John Bernthal likes to scream. He's hot-headed. John Wick would fucking have his gun I mean, dismantled. technically the Punisher. And shoot really him in the head before Frank knew what the fuck happened. The fucking Frank Castle can deal with fucking powered people. Comic book Punisher would destroy John Wick. Absolutely. Yeah, in a second. But, but John Wick would take out Bernthal. Yes. Yeah. That's No, no question. That's that. it. That's it, Andrew Hatch. That is the law right there. We have given you. Damn, damn, damn. That bacon is so serious, boy. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Those actually work really good together. I like that. I like that combination. All right, look. Well, that's the show. Thanks is for John hanging Seaver out. Is the guy that pointed that out? What? 
that, that clip. Uh, this I'm one, pumped. I'm pumped. That's John yeah. Seifert. Yeah, yes. me too. Jeez. That is a John Seifert. <laughs> this is how closely he listens. He's like, that was hilarious. Make it a clip. I did just for you, John Seifert. Now double your Patreon anyways. Or yeah, not. Just, whatever. Do no, whatever you want to do. Do what you do. What, do it is whatever you like. <laughs> Rugs, how drunk are you? Where can the people find you online? I mean, I'm not like irredeemably drunk. <laughs> I don't know. You're clearing a little bit. <laughs> I mean, like, I could still have a thought. I just... Might slur my words. Could you a drive bit, a but car right now? I could. Yeah, I could yeah. definitely go to the store and buy some cigarettes. Yeah, All absolutely. Right. We'll get some smokes. And where where can the people find you? Find me on Twitter at Really a Rug Boy, where I'm uh, you know somewhere dancing around 500 followers, which is it. Oh man, we we need to double that. Yeah, I mean that's uh, a little sad, but whatever. All the furries and felties need to come out and increase I mean, like, rug boys' numbers. There's so many assholes that have like millions of followers. I don't get it. How does it work? I don't get the Twitters. Uh, Anthony, after three years, you're going to be here next week? No. (laughs) (laughs) But I will tell you that I'll be on Stitcher.com slash premium. I'll be typing in nerd. Then what happens? I'll in my fucking free month of uh, premium content, including Wolverine, The Long Night. Sounds like a plan. After you do that, go visit jockandnerd.com slash shop. Get yourself a rug boy, a jockandnerd t-shirt. And then after you do that, tell a friend about the show. Spread the geekery. Let's get Jock and Nerd Nation uh, to take over the world. Before we go, I just want to say, hey, happy three years to you guys. It's been a fucking nice ride. I've enjoyed it immensely. This is one of my highlights of the week where I get the bullshit with you guys. So, And everybody who's listening. Yeah. I'm glad you guys are tuning in, man. I'm raising my fucking uh, um, glass right here. To all of you guys. Cheers to Except all of you. Except I don't have you. a glass. I have a fucking water bottle right now. Look, I, well, I'm drinking anyway. I yeah, you're appreciate- drinking for all of us. <laughs> Jake, take a sip. Take a social sip. Look, I appreciate the listener fitting us into their schedule, showing up, hanging out every week. It means so much. This show is therapy for me in a lot of ways, making it uh, as maybe it may be therapy sometimes to listen to it, to keep your mind off the crazy shit in the world. They we use, just want to entertain and make you laugh. psych wards. I hope they play it really yeah. loud on repeat. Yeah. It's that kind of therapy. <laughs> All right, you loonies, it's time for your pills. Thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. We'll see you next time. I'm pumped. Talking nerd. I'm pumped. Yeah, me too.